Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Ariana's Pizza Studio, it's Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Welcome in Out of Bounds here on 1037 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin in studio with you today. And thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Happy Tuesday to everybody out there. It's a little rainy, but a little warmer on this side. In fact, Joe, I saw in the next few days it's going to be 75, maybe even 80 degrees. So it's going to get a little warmer. Got a couple of days for that. Uh, Thursday, I believe, is when we're going to experience the extreme warm-up but i'm just going by the temps that i see on my phone i'm no expert or anything (laughs) i see that uh it'll get to 80 plus thursday and friday but tomorrow it's going to be down just a little bit from where it is today yeah it's going to be a little up and down but that's about what you expect with arkansas weather around this time of year so nothing nothing too crazy nothing too out of the ordinary but i know that it's a lot easier when you have nothing really going on if you're being quarantined if you will to be able to enjoy yourself a little more. We can go outside, and it's easier to go outside when it's warm, it's not raining, and all of that. So I, that's where my optimism comes in of hoping that in the next few days it'll be good enough to where I can go outside a little more and try to combat this a little bit. Because I also heard, Joe, that something that's good for combating viruses and whatnot is is sunlight, mm-hmm. lots of sunlight, being exposed to it too. So hoping that will be the case. Yeah, today is not going to be that, but tomorrow, maybe even Thursday. Thursday is supposed to be 84 and sunny. Yeah. That's that's, that's the, your type of weather, that's right? That's my weather right there. So you know on Thursday, Joe, I'm going to have the pastels going crazy because that's going to be my type of day. I may even walk to work. Well, I don't know about that. I yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go for that. <laughs> yeah. You can, even, you can even broadcast outside if you want to. There's a re- I'll, I'll stay in the studio. <laughs> you can sit right out front, and we can do the show. Yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Although I don't know if I want to walk over the uh, hill that's over here um from where i'm where i live that's cedar hill cedar hill yeah that's a quite a quite a hike be good, nice workout though It'll be all right yeah something to work out i probably need right now but uh either way it's it's gonna be fun this week folks it's gonna be fun today we got a loaded show for you actually because as always we'll be joined by the governor who's be given his address thanks to katv to the media and answering all the questions and the latest update on the coronavirus in the state of arkansas that's happening at 1 30 because yesterday was 2 30 today it's at 1 30 then at 2 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Dudley Dawson of WholeHogSports.com. And then at 3 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Dave Van Horn, Razorback baseball coach. Be able to talk to him about some of the craziness that's been going on. In fact, uh, we'll ask him about baseball and, and, you know, the draft, whether or not it's going to happen. And I get his thoughts on it. But one of the things I'm going to ask Dave Van Horn is if you're a guy like Dave Van Horn or Sam Pittman or Eric Musselman, whoever, who's a college coach at a big-time program, that literally coaching is 24-7, 365, if you're not developing and coaching, you're recruiting and all that, when it all comes to a halt, what do you do? Like, what does Dave Van Horn 
doing? No, oh, you know he's still coaching. I he's mean, staying in I contact with so. players, and he's still coaching. I, I assume so, but I'm also hoping that maybe he can give us a little glimpse into something that maybe he enjoys, maybe a Netflix special he's watching, uh, maybe a hobby. Does he like building model cars? You know, something like that that maybe he can give us and indulge us a little bit and help us out and maybe get us a bigger understanding of what he enjoys in his spare time. Something that he usually wouldn't have the time to put into, but now that he has more time on his hands – Maybe he can put a little more time into doing some of the things that he likes. Yeah, exactly. So right. we'll find out about all that. Yeah, so looking forward to catching up with him as well. And, and speaking of uh, watching specials, Joe, because we've been talking about some of the stuff we've been watching. I've started Tiger King. I know Acre was talking about this, and a lot of people were discussing it on social media last night. It is the most insane Netflix special, I think. Uh, and I've only gotten into three episodes. I'm not even done with it. But it is one of the most intriguing and crazy things. And basically it's about these people that own these exotic animal zoos or farms or whatnot and mostly dealing with tigers i could get into that yeah and so i and it started making me think about it though joe like i i'm all i think it's cool to go to zoos and i think it's cool to check out animals and all that and i think but i like to see them from afar i don't need to pet tigers like i'm okay with not having to touch a tiger or a lion or anything that can eat me. Well, who's okay with having to do that? Apparently, I don't know these anybody. people. These people who have the people come to their zoos, it's like one-on-one type of interaction with these animals. And I'm watching this, and these people, what they look like normal people that come to these zoos, and they bring kids. They, they take look pictures. like normal people. Well, it's not like, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's not like you're seeing people that just look like they, you know, came out of the lake or the creek down there in, right. in Louisiana. Like, you got people that... Or just look like normal, regular people going to these zoos and petting tigers. Grown tigers. Grown 800-pound animals that, with the snap of the fingers, can eat your entire arm. I'm just not down for that. No, no. I'll admire them from the far. Because there's a few things that I'm, I'm, a fear, I'm afraid of. I don't like snakes. And I don't like animals that will eat me. Like, I'd, ra- I'd be fine around an elephant. Something like that. A zebra. Those type of exotic they, animals. They can get, they're all wild animals, so they can get out of hand, too. Well, I know, but they can't eat my arm in a split second. Like a an, lion an or a tiger could. could smash you. I, I like my chances of how fast I can move. I'd hope. I'd hope I can move fast enough. Elephants aren't the quickest of animals when no, it comes to stomping. they're not. Of course, I'm saying that, and there's going to be some expert out there. They're going to be like, well, actually, John, elephants are very fast, and... I don't care. My point is, is that <laughs> I I like zoos, but I like staying from afar. And so watching this special Tiger King, which, again, if, if, if you haven't heard of it or haven't been watching it, it's great. Cause this, and one of these zoos is actually just in Oklahoma, Joe. Okay. Like really close by. So check it out when you get a chance. It's really fascinating, especially doing with the exotic animals. Sounds like you want to make a trip. It's close. It's in Oklahoma. It's right down the street. Well, the guy that runs it, his name <laughs> is Joe Exotic. Okay. I like it. He's got a bleached-haired mullet. Um, I've seen this guy before. Yeah, he's he's been in the news. He's been in the news. He was uh, accused of uh, a few things. So, yeah, if you type in his name, and you'll see who he is and what he's all about. He's the one that runs the zoo over in Oklahoma. So uh, he actually breeds the tigers, too, which I keep wondering. I'm like, what is legal here? <laughs> what are you actually <laughs> allowed to do? And no offense, but I'm sure tigers don't really want to live in the middle of Oklahoma. 
sure they'd rather be back where they uh, were originally found. But that's well, if, if there. they're bred, they ha- they don't know any better. Well, I know they have but no it's idea. Like, but it's still they, strange. They feel like that's home. Yeah. that's what they know to be home. That's true. But see, again, it's strange to me, Joe, because how my mind works. I'm like, what if something happened where like they got loose? Because he has like 200 tigers. Like, what if they got loose? How much land does this guy a have? A ton. Okay. It's, it's a huge zoo. But right. I'm just saying, just saying, OJ boys, what if the tigers got loose? So he interacts with all all these tigers. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, hangs out. He'll pet them. He'll play with them. Just like they're dogs. And I just can't I can't get down with that, man. Well, he did raise them as babies. So. Are you trying to? Don't justify his behavior. <laughs> it's still a tiger. No, no, it's still a tiger. There's no doubt. I'm saying he's comfortable, and they're comfortable with him, but then when other people come around, the comfort level is not so much. Mm. Okay. It, it probably is for him where he feels like, all right, these are my babies. I raised them or whatever, and they're good to go. You can get in here and interact with them, and other people I wouldn't think would be quick to jump on board with that, but – Maybe they feel a certain comfort level with this guy, and they feel like they can go in there and uh, and he's going to have control of the situation, mm-hmm. and they can go in and pet these tigers. I guess so. I mean, that's fine. Again, if as long as people are – I'm sure there's waivers that have to be signed saying, hey, if you come in here and you get eaten by a tiger, you can't sue. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's waivers, but – Well, it, you wouldn't be able to sue your family. Your family, that's true. That's true. Well, even if you got mauled by a tiger, we can say, you'd still have that ability. But there's a lot of these places. There's one in Florida. There's one in Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, and they all hate each other. They're all competing against each other. Oh, they, they should talk hate trash. each other. It's great. Like, it's so entertaining. And I'm telling you, Joey, there takes a particular – type of person to have a tiger zoo well even Siegfried and Roy um, don't remember which one actually got attacked but uh, those guys have included tigers in their shows forever and then one of them ends up getting attacked yeah why is it worth it though I guess if it's like if you if well, you view it as how much money you're bringing in exactly and it's like okay I will weigh the risk and reward here where it it's like one day I might get attacked, but the rest of the days I'll be good. Then you take that risk. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. But, no, I'm saying that's probably where their minds are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these mine. guys, um, they probably don't even think of the risk factor involved in it. They just think this is part of the show. This is what I've always done. It's just like the snake handlers that we have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those guys, their their mind is in a different place from anybody else that thinks about snakes. Mm-hmm. We don't think about snakes on a daily, uh, and and hopefully you don't come into contact with snakes daily. But those guys, that's their life. That's yeah. their livelihood, and they think about snakes all the time. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is with snakes especially, I don't care if it's poisonous or not. If I see it, I'm either one running or two killing it. Like there's no in-between because I don't like snakes, and I'm not risking it. I'm not going to be like, hmm, I wonder what. Let me take a picture of this looking up on Google and see if it's venomous. Oh, it's not. Okay, well, I'm good then. Well, I'm going to go over there and check it out and see. No, no, no. Snakes are bad. You just go the, go the other way. Yeah. just Be just, safe. Yeah, just run the other way. Or if I find myself in a situation where I can't, i got to find some sort of tool. Got to make it all happen. So, But uh, anyways, again, check it out. It's a great special on Netflix. Great special. I wanted, Sounds good. I wanted to bring this up too, Joe. This guy actually just came across Twitter uh, dealing with the Razorback basketball team. Uh, this is coming. I got to make sure that I give the uh, proper credit. This is coming from Evan Daniels, who is a writer for 247 Sports. He has just announced that Arkansas guard Jalen Harris is graduating and transferring. 
Okay. So Jalen Harris will no longer be with the Razorback basketball team as he will be a grad transfer in the upcoming basketball season. Now, we talked about how these numbers work themselves out. It's already starting. It's already started, especially if you look at how many people in the transfer portal that Eric Musselman has contacted. Joe, I think he's contacted like 22 guys <laughs> right. in the transfer portal. I'm not saying he wants all 22, but he's working it, man. But that's the way college basketball is this day and age, man, is if you want to be – that next level team, of course, you got to recruit true freshmen if you can get those. But a lot of the successes come from the transfer portal. Just ask a team like Auburn. I mean, a few of their guys over the past couple of years have been transfer portal guys, uh, and so I'm, I don't mind him going after that. But you can see with Jalen Harris transferring out, I don't know who else, and maybe some other guys. Maybe this will be the start of everything. Well, we were looking at the all-time Razorback teams yesterday, as far as who we would have as our starting five, and. Everybody that I saw their list, and I know our list, we kind of went guard heavy. And we know that we have a lot of guards coming in, so we know that we're going to be good in that area. Arkansas lacked big men this year, but still, Coach is out there actively recruiting guards. He's still recruiting guards because I guess you can never have enough. And even though there's a need for big men, and I know he is getting after the big men as well, he's still out there actively recruiting these guards. Yeah. Which I think that that's, if you're going with a particular style or a successful type of style in college basketball, I mean, Joe, let's be honest, would you rather have more big men or more guards? I mean, oh. you always want to go with more guards. Right. In fact, uh, when we were talking about even like the national championship team, if you look back on that team, you had Corliss, and I know you had some true freshman guys, you know, like Lee Wilson and whatnot, but the majority of that production always came from your guard play and mm -hmm. you had multiple guards and rotating guards that would be very effective so there's different ways to skin a cat when it comes to championship teams especially in college basketball again the the idea that you have to have the the, the one two three four five point guard shooting guard small four power forward center those days are gone now to me i would rather have it to the system which looks like what eric musselman's trying to do is find it to where you can have a ton of elite guards. Don't worry about forwards or anything like that. A ton of elite guards, a couple big men to just be rim protectors more so than anything. Get rebounds and be rim protectors and just ride the jump shots and threes. Do it. I mean, because that's what a college basketball recipe, and it's also a very fun brand of basketball to watch too. It really is. It really is. Um, I know Pat Bradley would always say the key, especially to winning games on the road, layups and free throws, but we know that this game is turned around where it's nothing but three-pointers and layups. So you don't even have a mid-range game in a lot of team schemes. They just either want to shoot threes or they want to get to the rim and get layups. Nothing in between. Yeah, and to me that's fine. I mean, that's again, it's if you have him, if you have the setup that we're looking at, they're bringing in a lot of these guards – and even getting Connor Vanover, who will be eligible, and there's another seven foot three guy they're looking at uh, that's in the transfer portal. You think about having a bunch of guards and then two seven foot three guys? That's a very intriguing setup and a very intriguing lineup. Especially if they bring a different skill set where we know Connor Vanover, he can play outside. Right. And he likes to, he has a little shooting range on him and he likes to shoot from the outside. What if this other seven three guy, he's just an inside mm -hmm. post player? So they bring a different skill set, and um, that that's going to bring some variety to your team as well. Yeah, because can you name the last seven footer that Arkansas's had? Was it Stephen Hill? Yeah, that's I mean that's the first one that pops into my mind. Is Stephen Hill, and then they they have a chance. They already got one seven three guy. They have a chance to get another one. So they have two seven foot three guys on the same team. But 
again, I, I like how Eric Musselman is treating his team and treating the way that he's going about building a team because it's everyone wants the traditional way. And this is just not even in college basketball, Joe. It's in really any college sport. People get stuck with the, the traditional way of doing things, like when it comes to football, for instance. They want to have just the traditional eye formation, strong, hard-nosed defense that's 4-3 set up, getting after the quarterback. And it's all these traditional ways because that's kind of what they were comfortable and used to, and they think that's the most effective. But as we've seen, college football has evolved. It's the same thing in college basketball. College basketball has evolved. People think that living and dying by the three is a, is a bad thing. It's a negative. Whereas we've seen living and dying by the three can take you a long way, just mm-hmm. ask Auburn. So I think that there's different ways to do it. It's just a matter of figuring out which one's best for you. Yeah, it's really effective. Um, you can have a great season and everything can go right. And, of course, you know that you're going to have somewhere where you're down and you're just not effective, just not hitting shots. You just don't want that to hit at the wrong moment. You want to be able to work those kinks out somewhere during the regular season. Don't want it to happen during tournament time. And a lot of times you may run into somebody that is playing an effective style of defense and that you're not hitting your shots. So if all that comes together, then you're probably not going to win that game. But that's the risk that teams are able, they're willing to take throughout the course of a season to maybe get to where they want to be. That's absolutely right. By the way, since we're going to be joined by the governor, or at least joined in progress of his uh, press conferences, we're not going to get to what's trending in sports at that time, so we'll go ahead and run through a few of these, Joe, real quick of what's trending in sports. Uh, Carolina Panthers have released Cam Newton officially. I guess Navy Mike was right yesterday coming out Is and he saying, a Panthers insider or what? I mean, do, does he need to be? Do we need an insider for the Panthers? Uh, I, he would say yes. I don't know if we need one, but – Navy Mike would say yes. If we need one, we know one. So we'll just go along with Navy Mike. But he's been released. What do you, do you still think? I mean, he'll be a quarterback somewhere next year, right? He'll be a quarterback somewhere, of course, because he's a quarterback. Well, yeah, he plays but I'm quarterback. starting quarterback next year. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be starting quarterback just simply because of numbers. There are only 32 opportunities and now 31 for him because he won't be back with the Panthers. So only so many opportunities. And we know that certain teams have their starters locked in. But injuries are always a factor. So we saw that this past season there were a number of injuries. So it's about getting that right opportunity, getting to the right place. And if he is there as the backup, somebody goes down, he's ready to go. How many more years do you think Cam Newton has? Because I know he's battled some injury. He's not that old. He's not old at all. I would say 30, 31, somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I would say maybe another seven years. Seven years. Really? Okay. Well, if he stays healthy, though, of course. But uh, yeah, we'll see where he ends up. But I guess, uh, again, Cam Newton not being in the Panthers, I'm still calling for the Patriots. Don't think it's going to happen. But I guess they got Brandon Hoyer. Yeah, they got Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. He's he's good to go. Okay. (laughs) He's the guy. Yeah. All right. I'll tell you what, and now if he leads the Patriots to a playoff Yo, berth, stop. I'm just saying, stop. then we will know that Tom Brady was a system quarterback. Stop. I'm just saying, Joe. I'm just <laughs> saying. In the words of O.J. Simpson, I'm just saying. We need to have that just a little bite that I could play every single time. I'm just saying in O.J.'s voice. Uh, in other news, the whole thing with Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, everything was getting thrown around a little bit. We know that Tony Romo got paid to call games on CBS. Well, it came out today that Peyton Manning officially – has turned down the offer of ESPN to be on Monday Night Football. And it was weird because you would think, okay, well, if they're trying to go after Peyton Manning, 
they must be really trying to load up the money and, and try to get him a better deal or at least just as good of a deal as Tony Roma. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out that the high offer, and this is just reported, the high offer they were going to give Peyton Manning was a mere $12 million a year. Now, a mere. A mere. I know. I reason I say well, Amir because compared to Tony Romo, but that was what Romo originally asked for, and then they said, you know what, we're going to do it even better. We'll give you five mil more, mm-hmm. just to make you stay put and sign for a long-term contract. So that was on par with what Romo asked for. Yeah. So, which I, I get, but if it came out though that he was going to be making a seventeen, eighteen million dollars, seventeen, 17 mm-hmm. million dollars a year, then wouldn't Peyton? I'm, I'm wondering if Peyton Manning, when he saw that, went back to the Negotiating so table 30. Says, Give me 30. <laughs> 30 million. I, <laughs> I mean, want to get paid like I'm still playing. Give me 30. Would he be, would you think he'd be worth 30? Peyton Manning? Yeah. To yes. be money. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Apparently ESPN did not. No, 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 Peyton said he I don't see Peyton is a guy who has to be talked into doing that to start with. It's not like Peyton Manning actively wants to go broadcast games. He's a guy that needs to be talked into it, and money is a way of talking him into it. If you don't come with the right amount of money, he didn't want to do it anyway. True. And and I'll tell you this, and I don't, you know, obviously don't know Peyton Manning personally, but to me, if I was in that situation, I mean, of course I'd like to get paid, I'd like to get money, but if I had already had tons of money from all the years that I was in the NFL and I still got endorsements and all of that, I'm chilling. Why didn't they call up Brett Favre? He wanted to do it. He'd be great. They still may call Brett Favre now that Peyton has turned it down. I, I think he'd be great. He'd be phenomenal. The person who would be fantastic and the person that they should have hired to start with was Kurt Warner. I don't know That's true. Yeah, he's good. how they missed out on that yeah. and they've making been, that happen. No offense to ESPN, but they've seemed like they've made a lot of wrong decisions when it's come to Monday Night Football. John Gruden worked out, but if you remember at the time, people were like, are you kidding me, John Gruden? That one worked out, but I know Tariqo's was great, but they're still, they're, they've not made really great decisions when it's coming to their broadcasting team on Monday Night Football. So we'll see how it ends up being. We all know how the Jason Witten and Booger McFarland experiment <laughs> went, and that was that was pretty bad. But I tell you what, folks, we got the governor coming up. We'll give you a live broadcast on KATV, give you the latest up to date on the coronavirus. This is Sports Center. This morning, Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo reached an agreement with the International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach to postpone the Olympics for about a year. The Tokyo Olympics will be no later than the summer of 2021. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys line took a blow yesterday as 29-year-old center Travis Frederick announced he would retire. The five-time Pro Bowler stated he could no longer perform at his highest level after being diagnosed with the Guillain-Barre syndrome last year. And in local news, Eric Musselman is staying active in the transfer portal as the Hogs have reached out to two more players. Isaiah White of Utah Valley and Jordan Bruner of Yale. White averaged 14 points along with 8 rebounds and Bruner averaged 11 points with 9 rebounds. Both are immediately eligible and feel a need for rebounding. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. All growers be advised. Reports of yield robbing diseases have been spotted trespassing in your area. Miravis top fungicide is now responding. It's the only fungicide custom built for the toughest conditions growers face and designed to set up a powerful perimeter in fields like yours. Ask your local Syngenta retailer or sales rep about how Miravis Top can help you keep control of your fields with a new standard of plant health and protect against trespassing diseases. Over and out. Always read and follow label instructions.
Big Red Stores believes in giving, and we believe in supporting communities where we live and work. And that's why every year in March, we raise funds for Arkansas Children's. Now, we know there are a lot of good causes for you to give to, so we certainly appreciate you helping us out. In fact, so far, with your help over the past few years, we've raised over $700,000 for Arkansas Children's. Donate today at your local Big Red Store, giving whatever you can, and we'll make sure that 100% of your donation goes to Arkansas Children's. If there's not a big red store in your neighborhood, please go find one and donate to Arkansas Children's today. Your voice lets them know he's safe. Shelter Insurance does the same for you. Roadside assistance is now included with your auto policy. So if your car leaves you stranded, just call and we'll take care of you while you take care of what's most important. Find an agent at shelterinsurance.com. We're your shield. We're your shelter. Some restrictions apply. See shelter agents Chad Kesterson in Arkadelphia, Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, or Blake Jumper in Benton. Surprise your coworkers and have the best pizza in Little Rock delivered to your office in the downtown area. Ariana's Pizza at 374-3656 or arianaspizza.com. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back into Out of Bounds. We are waiting on Asa Hutchinson, the governor, to come on to KATV and start addressing on the latest updates, not only with the media, but all of Arkansas, to give people the latest information on everything going on with the coronavirus. And as soon as they pop on KATV, we will give you that live feed and stream that feed for you. So you can be up to date on the latest information as well. I've noticed they kept jumping back from 1.30 to 2.30, 1.30 to 2.30, which, you know, luckily we're flexible, Joe. We can make it work. Oh, yeah, we can make it work. And also uh, we notice that they do it from different areas as well, different rooms, maybe um, different institutions altogether. Mm -hmm. So today I noticed that they are in a different room than they have been the past couple of times where – We've noticed that it was either one place or another. It looks like they're in a different place today, or e- either they just have a different backdrop altogether. Yeah, but you know what's been consistent, Joe? The sign man. I don't know his name, but the guy that's doing the sign language, he's good. No, he's he good is. Because not only is he doing it in a quick manner, but I notice he gives the facial expressions, too. Like, he makes it all work. So the governor is approaching the stand now, the podium, and let's hear from him. Hey, uh, Dr. Nate Smith of the Department of Health and... Dr. Jennifer Dillon. Hunt, we are interrupting programming to bring you the latest on the coronavirus outbreak here in Arkansas. Governor Asa Hutchinson is holding today's press conference at the Arkansas Department of Health. Let's listen in. COVID-19 response efforts in the state. Uh, Yesterday, we reported that there are 174 positive cases. As you know, this morning on the daily update, that rose to 202. This afternoon, the number is 218. Uh, Sadly, we have our first death uh, from COVID-19. And since uh, that came about uh, earlier today, we've had another death. So now we have two deaths from COVID-19. Dr. Smith will make some additional comments in that regard. In my, today I've had uh, meetings with hospitals. I've had meetings with uh, 
uh, counties lately, legislators, but in dealing with uh, and talking to my public health team, uh, they used this language and uh, said that what we're seeing is the calm before the storm. Now, I know that many people don't see this as the calm, but I think the way that is phrased makes us understand that we're still uh, on, the, on the lower end of the slope as it goes up. And so this needs to be uh, understood by everybody in Arkansas that we're still on the front end of this uh, COVID-19 uh, emergency that we have in the state of Arkansas. As we go to the discussion of personal protective equipment, and these are the masks, the gowns, the gloves, things that our healthcare providers and others need. Uh, this morning, we received 24 pallets of uh, PPE from the strategic stockpile. And so uh, we have had our second allocation uh, from the strategic stockpile nationally that came in at 2 a.m. this morning. And for example, this includes 27,800 N95 masks. So this is good news for us. Yesterday, I mentioned that we placed an order from the state of Arkansas through our UAMS procurement team. And uh, this was 1 million units. 1 million units are scheduled to begin arriving this weekend. And so combined with what we're receiving from the strategic stockpile with uh, what we are receiving uh, from our order later this week from for the state of Arkansas, this will cover us for the next 60 days at our current usage rate. And so obviously you can see if uh, the uh, positive cases, the hospitalizations increase, then uh, the cons consumption and the usage rate uh, will rise and that will last for a shorter period of time. What we are doing is preparing, and I'm grateful that uh, while uh, you know it has moved quicker in other states, here in Arkansas, we do have time to plan. And so we're not going to be in the position of, of some others that we don't have sufficient hospital beds. We're looking at ways to bring others online in the event we get to that point. Uh, we're looking at uh, the issues of ventilators and uh, respirators and we have time to build uh, the stockpile uh, in on those uh, different uh, items of equipment that will be needed in the future. In terms of the budget and the special session, I would like to have the uh, General Assembly begin uh, their session this Thursday. Uh, this uh, is important to make sure that we can continue to meet the essential needs of the state government during this uh, emergency health crisis that we have. And so that is why this is urgent action. It is important to get uh, everybody together in a quick fashion to be able to make the budget adjustments that are needed. The proclamation and the legislation is being prepared as we speak. Uh, I do not intend to uh, issue the proclamation until we have a consensus uh, from the legislature on exactly uh, uh, the legislation and the support for that. We do not need to get together for a prolonged period of time with contentious debate. Uh, we need to be together, and I believe that we will be together uh, in a bipartisan way in support of what is needed in this special session so we can do it, we can go home, we can minimize any public health risk, but more, most importantly, 
uh, to solve the uh, challenge that we face budget-wise as we look uh, to the future of this emergency. In terms of the public, I get asked the question, well, why don't you shut down all businesses? Or why don't you issue a shelter-in-place order? And I've talked to other governors, I've looked at some of the orders, and, and uh, whenever you look at uh, essential businesses continuing, uh, whenever you look at uh, many of these are advisory, uh, I believe we're approaching it in the right way, which is being very specific under Dr. Smith's leadership of giving a directive as to who should be open, who should not be, concentrating on uh, that face-to-face -face or person-to-person -person mission. But uh, you have to ask the question, if you go further and close more, when do you open them up when you know that we're going to be in this situation for uh, 8 to 12 weeks, uh, even before it starts peaking? And so with that, uh, we need to make sure that we make the right decisions now. And as long as the public does what they need and our businesses uh, follows the guidelines that we've offered, then we're going to put the protective measures in place through screening, through uh, personal distancing, uh, through not gathering more than 10 people. And so as people uh, go about their, their necessary and essential parts of life, uh, be mindful of these admonitions uh, as we don't have to be out and we can stay at home that's obviously uh, the best thing that we can do as a society I do want to applaud uh, some of our businesses and highlight some of the best practices that I see and I received a letter from uh, Black Hills Energy and maybe I got that because I'm a customer of theirs uh, but they indicated that uh, to support customers that may be impacted by COVID-19, Black Hills Energy is temporarily suspending non-payment disconnections for our customers. We are also reminding customers that face financial hardships that there are various assistance options and programs available to help them. Uh, this is just an example of one of the things that's happening in the state of Arkansas from employers, uh, from so many others that are trying to be neighborly uh, trying to do the right thing uh, during this crisis. With that, uh, Dr. Smith, I invite you to make comments. Thank you, Governor. I, I want to, again, thank the Governor for his leadership during this uh, very difficult situation. Um, uh, in terms of our numbers, uh, as the Governor's noted, we're at 218, which is up 44 uh, from our, our last uh, uh, press conference. Um, for the first time, we have actually more positive results coming in from commercial labs than from our uh, Department of Health lab. And also the UAMS laboratory has started uh, doing tests and we've already gotten a positive result from them uh, that was reported to us. Uh, of these uh, 218, we have 11 who are children, we have 73 who are adults 65 and older, and we have 134 who are aged 19 to 64. The gender and the, and the race breakdown is pretty similar to what it's been the last uh, few days. Uh, we currently have 14 who are hospitalized and six who are on ventilators. Uh, we have 38 who are in nursing homes. We have 10 who have recovered. And as the governor mentioned, we unfortunately have our first two deaths. Uh, from COVID-19 in Arkansas. Both of these are in central Arkansas. One individual is in the 50s and the other is uh, greater than uh, age 80 and neither of them were nursing home residents. We also have um, 
three uh, new counties, uh, Pike County, Hempstead County, and Cross County. A few things that I wanted to mention that I think are important. Um, funerals. Um, it is very important that we remember uh, our loved ones and that we honor their lives, but funerals can also be a, a time when uh, COVID-19 can pass easily amongst family members and especially if there are uh, older or vulnerable individuals in, 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 uh, at the funeral. I think we need to think about ways that we can honor the lives of our loved ones in a way that doesn't, doesn't increase the spread of COVID-19. Um, I think that uh, uh, perhaps small, smaller family gatherings, maybe even outside as the weather gets better, and then maybe putting off a larger memorial service to later on uh, might be one strategy, but there are others that uh, people can think of. But I think we need to be mindful and uh, remember that it's uh, not just our family members, but also our funeral home directors uh, who were potentially exposed. And I want to thank them for the, uh, the that they will uh, continue to uh, serve the families, uh, whatever they choose to do. Uh, but um, but this is a, an issue that I want to bring to your attention. Uh, another one is, is smoking. There's increasing evidence that uh, smoking is a significant risk factor for serious uh, illness and even death uh, from COVID-19. For those who smoke, this is a good time to strongly consider uh, quitting. Uh, we have many resources through our Be Well Arkansas uh, website and, and line, uh, call in line, and I would uh, refer you there. Um, uh, but that's a, that's an emerging evidence. Um, I want to talk a little bit about employers. Uh, there, I think, has been a bit of a miscommunication. I've heard reports that some employers are are saying that their employees have to be tested for COVID-19 before they'll let them on site. Our guidance was that they would screen on a daily basis uh, their visitors and employees for symptoms and perhaps even check temperatures, but it would not be appropriate for a, a worker who has no symptoms uh, to get screened for COVID-19 before coming to work. Uh, Another thing that I've been hearing uh, is, um, well, we need to know where all the contacts are and all the cases are so we know whether it's safe in our community or not. With COVID-19 being reported from uh, many parts of our state, I think we need to consider that any public, sca public space is, is potentially a, a place where people could become infected and we have to practice social distancing and uh, and be very careful not to make unnecessary trips out of our homes and in crowded places. And finally, um, I mentioned chloroquine yesterday and, and some caution about side effects. Um, I want to particularly highlight uh, the danger to children. Uh, even a single uh, adult chloroquine tablet is enough to cause a fatal overdose in a small child age two, three, four, or younger. Uh, so we need to be very mindful about how we use these uh, medications. And what I'd like to do next is to uh, turn it over to Dr. Jennifer Delahaye, who is our medical director for uh, outbreak response and immunizations for a few additional comments. Thank you, Governor and Dr. Smith. I would like to take this opportunity to encourage the public to take social distancing very seriously, particularly our young adults. 
it is hard for many young people to stay away from their friends because our friends are very important to us. But if they are truly important, it's going to be important for us to use social distancing to protect ourselves as well as our friends and our families. Because if we take good care of ourselves through social distancing, such as maintaining a distance from the people we're interacting with, uh, avoiding public places where we're interacting with a number of people, as well as um, uh, avoiding unnecessary trips to the store or other areas where we need to interact with businesses, then if we're taking good care of ourselves, then in turn we'll be helping to take care of our families by not bringing perhaps this virus home to our families or sharing it with the people that we interact with, our friends and those we love. There are other people who are taking this seriously and this can be a hardship. I'm particularly uh, interested in making sure that we in Arkansas are helpful to our neighbors and friends and families who are older, who are not able to get out as much, as well as those who have limitations in their transportation or other ability to take care of their um, needs in terms of shopping or uh, errands, those things that we as a community need to be mindful and encourage um, each other to stay in touch, not be too isolated, and carry on with making sure that our social distancing uh, practices are consistent with what is really going to help us slow the spread of COVID-19 and flatten the curve. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Delahaye. And with that, we're glad to take any questions. Yes, sir. Uh, the president said within the last couple of hours that he hopes the economy quote, up raring to go something to that effect by Easter. Uh, you or any of your team think your response to that? And he hopes what will happen by Easter? What, what did he say would happen by Easter? He wanted the economy back up and roaring to go, indicating, sir, that, that from my first reading that he wants business as usual by Easter. Uh, I, I didn't hear the president's comments. But as uh, uh, has been referenced before, uh, the uh, president gives hope, uh, and he's speaking in a hopeful way, it sounds like. And I think we'd all love to see uh, life back to normal by Easter. Uh, do I think that's going to happen? Uh, as I've indicated before, uh, we're still on the lower end of this upswing, and I think we're going to see uh, more uh, uh, cases. We're going to see... Uh, more disruption uh, in the near future. Now, I'd like to hope that we're going to keep our economy moving uh, even with this uh, challenge. And I know it's hurt small businesses particularly, uh, some of our entrepreneurs in this state that owns restaurants and barber shops and beauty salons. My heart aches for them. But uh, we're going to do the best we can to have the personal distancing, to follow these guidelines to get over it. But uh, I think this is going to be here for some time. There have been some calls, sir, from more, uh, well, other voices that perhaps the economy could be reopened on a, quote, surgical basis. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, more limited basis. 
And, and that's why I think it's, it's uh, not helpful uh, to say we're going to have a shelter in place or we're going to shut businesses down now because uh, as soon as you do that, you're going to be restarting them uh, because people, uh, we have to produce, we have to have the supply chain, we have to have items in the grocery store. And we have to have our electricity run and our utilities and gas and we have to have on and on it goes down the list. And so if you look at, and we've studied these, uh, some of the orders from other states, uh, they're very broad. Sometimes they're guidance. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, they have so many exemptions that that drives the rule. And so you can see they're already thinking about, well, if we're going to be in this for some time, uh, what do we need to do? So that's where we're trying to get the right balance, and I applaud Dr. Smith that recognizes let's take go as far as we can in terms of our, our uh, personal lives and responsibility and distancing and, and the health guidelines uh, consistent with whenever we can engage in business and manufacturing that has the safety precautions in place, then we're we're going the right direction. We're doing the right thing here. We have to watch that curve, though. And as we estimated it uh, a couple days ago, uh, you know, if we don't do what we need to do now, then it will be extended, and it will be higher and deeper than uh, uh, than what uh, we need or want, uh, and it'll make it more difficult for us. Oh, we'll continue to buy uh, because uh, the usage rate could uh, accelerate uh, and uh, there's obviously some people who we're putting a priority on now in terms of our health care workers, but others are desirous of it. Uh, and, uh, and so we want to have as much of a, a good safety cushion that we can have for our uh, protective equipment. Uh, and Again, 60 days is, you know, we could be uh, still in the middle of this or involved with it in 60 days. So we want to continue to buy that. Could you address how calling 135 legislators to the Capitol could be a practice of social distancing? Uh, they work very hard, and they're going to brief uh, uh, Secretary uh, Smith and uh, others in terms of what their plans are to make sure it's consistent with good health requirements. It happens to be a constitutional requirement, uh, but I've spoken with the Speaker and the Senate pro tem, and so they're taking some extra precautions so that they can have the social distancing that is needed uh, to have the screening, uh, both for their own health, but also to set a good example for uh, the state that they're taking this seriously, but they still have an obligation to come together uh, and, uh, and to get the, get the job done. Do you know if the two deaths had any underlying health conditions? <clears throat> uh, at least one of them did, um, and the other, really the main risk factor was age. Uh, but remember, COVID-19 has the ability to strike down people of all ages, uh, so we all have to be careful. And you mentioned smoking. Was, was either of them a smoker? Uh, it wouldn't be appropriate for me to, to specify that. But we do have quite a few uh, individuals in our in our state who who still smoke, and and this is a great time for people to uh, become the healthiest version of themselves because uh, that gives people the best chance if they do become infected to uh, to do well. 
and to survive. Um, I don't want to get into details since we have uh, so so few, um, but uh, neither of them was uh, known to be travel related. Doctor, are you aware of any in Arkansas any cases of the inappropriate use of the, of the pharmaceuticals that Mr. Uh, Hutchinson just mentioned? Well, you hear stories here and there. Uh, I think that um, uh, any prescription medication should be uh, administered under the care of a physician, hopefully a physician who's familiar with that medication and its side effects and its drug-drug interactions, and a clinician who has looked at the literature and understands uh, what the risks and the benefits are. Uh, I think that's inappropriate for people to be taking this as a prophylactic, thinking that it's somehow going to protect them. There's no data, no evidence to suggest that. And also, sir, are you aware of any shortages of, appropriate, of pharmaceuticals because of either hoarding or uh, individuals on their own trying to acquire these drugs as, as a treatment or a prophylactic? I'm not aware of that in Arkansas, but I, I, I can't say that there aren't pharmacies that may be out of it. Yesterday, Dr. Mehta mentioned that there was a lack of reagents that was slowing down the testing process. What can you tell us about? I would have to let them give a, an update, but in any of these um, lab tests, uh, regardless of what platform, uh, there are some consumables that have to be used to actually perform the test, and we have all sorts of supply chain issues around testing, as you know well. I think that's why UAMS, is, as well as our lab, are trying to have more than one platform. Uh, so that if we run out of reagents for one test, we have another another testing platform that we can use to to, can, to keep going. Any of those units that you mentioned, the million units, is that protective gear or is that test? Or what, what is, what's it's protective gear. Protective gear. That's protective gear. All kinds spread across or all masks or? It, it's, it's spread across. And so uh, the, our procurement team has... Uh, uh, looked at uh, the patient care, what is needed, and uh, that, that's what they have procured, and it goes from masks to gowns to, uh, you know, other, to gloves, and so all of that's included in that. It's, it's not part of that. I mean, the $30 million that we advance can be used for a ventilator or for uh, respirators and other items, but uh, the first purchase is for the protective equ equipment that is needed. And then we'll be looking at other items. Is there still a concern then about enough tests or being able to perform enough tests? Well, let, let me just say that uh, we do need to ex expand our testing, but we're getting enough tests in to get a flavor for where we're going in Arkansas. Uh, and uh, right now, whenever we started, uh, we had primarily the Department of Health combined with some commercial labs. Uh, and now we have UAMS that is online, and so our testing platforms have expanded significantly in Arkansas. But very significantly, the commercial labs have really stepped up nationally, and so that is a source for a significant portion of it as well. So, Dr. Smith, do you see uh, testing as a issue going forward? I think the, the uh, 
capacity for testing across the country is greatly accelerating. Uh, there are many, many uh, testing platforms that are bringing this on, and uh, even point-of-care tests where people will be able to get results in, in uh, less than an hour. I think we're going to see that continue to expand, uh, and it's important that it does. Um, we have the testing capability that we need right now to know at least where COVID-19 is in our state and, and where it's not. Uh, the more testing we have available to us, the better we'll be able to refine our approach. Uh, but I think that uh, I'm seeing a lot of progress in terms of growth of testing within the commercial sector. And of course, with UAMS coming online and us increasing our capacity, we're, we're at least heading in the right direction there. So what is the state's testing capacity right now? Right now, we are able to do around 100, give or take. Uh, at our lab, we are um, uh, bringing on a second platform, which will enable us to increase that. And we are also bringing on additional equipment to support our current lab-developed test, uh, hopefully to get up to above 200 a day. UAMS, of course, has got um, uh, uh, additional equipment that will allow them higher throughput. And uh, remember, we're continuing to get um, uh, results from commercial labs. We now have more positive uh, results from commercial labs than we do from, from our labs. So uh, again, our capacity over the last two weeks has greatly expanded. I don't think I've ever seen anything uh, come up that quickly in terms of uh, medical laboratory testing before. And uh, what's the turnaround time still looking like? For us, uh, the, the test that we're doing requires processing of, of samples and... Asa Hutchinson and his staff talking about the coronavirus here on Out of Bounds 103.7 The Buzz. We'll have more of the program coming up next. Stay with us. Buzz News with Channel 7's Chris Kane. A woman is behind bars in connection to a weekend homicide in Jefferson County. Deputies were called out to Princeton Pike Saturday night where they found the body of 64-year-old Robert Simmons. Police have now arrested 70-year-old Ella Simmons on a first-degree murder charge. The 2020 Toad Suck Days Festival in Conway has been postponed amid the coronavirus outbreak. The festival usually occurs during the first weekend of May. Officials say it could happen this summer or fall. The festival raises money to support education and scholarships in central Arkansas. Restaurants around the country and here in Arkansas are teaming up to get Americans to eat out. They have dubbed today the Great American Takeout. A coalition of restaurants are calling on everyone in the nation to order out. Some are even offering deals and free delivery. For the latest in news and weather, head to KTV.com and download our free KTV News and Weather app. From the Channel 7 Newsroom, I'm Chris Kane. Weather with Channel 7's Melinda Mayo. Well, after mainly morning rain and a few thunderstorms, we'll see clearing skies later on today and warming up to the upper 70s. Also gets a little breezy with those southwest winds. They'll be gusty up to 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, just a little bit cooler at 51. Sunshine back for Wednesday and highs reaching the mid-70s. Roger Scott here with Mr. Gravely Moores himself, Brian Moores. Brian, you got some great news for us. Why? That's all right, Brian. I'll take it from here. Gravely Moore is once again having the Mow the Distance Sales event at all the Gravely Moore dealers. The huge sale event starts Friday, March 20th through Saturday the 28th. And get this, all Gravely commercial mowers are 20% off list price. I said it's 20% off. Along, of course, with 0% interest over 48 months. Now, Brian, tell them where they can go to take advantage of the special sale. Why? That's right, Brian. At Tedder Outdoor Power in Hot Springs or Dacus Rental in Cersei. Riding weather came early this year. 
And Richard's Yamaha has the bikes to get you out on the open road in style. Like the Yamaha MT-09, a super naked bike. Just the looks of this bike will make your heart beat faster. And it's excellent if you're looking for a one-for-all ride. It's flawless on the streets and great on the open road. Then there's the Yamaha Bolt with the classic bobber style. High tank and short wheelbase you expect in old school styling. The Yamaha Bolt from Richard's has plenty of tech on board. And it's a good in-between size. Not too small that you'll outgrow it soon and not too big that it's intimidating for new riders. If you're already on a bike of your dreams, remember to keep her in good shape. You're in good hands with the service team at Richard's Yamaha. Tires, batteries, oil change, whatever you need. So whether you're looking for a new bike or it's time to get your serviced, Richard's Yamaha and South University has what you need. Online at RideArkansas.com or Richard's Yamaha on Facebook. Always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt, helmet, eye protection, and protective clothing. Read the owner's manual and product warning labels before operation. Vehicle specifications subject to change. With Bring a Battery's online scheduling, delivery, and install, your car battery dying is no longer the most inconvenient event of the decade. Bring a Battery, simplifying the car battery experience. You've been lied to. Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine bestselling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough, and since then I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and and talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 1-800-291-1414 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 1-800-291-1414. 1-800-291-1414. That's 1-800-291-1414. At Red River Ram Dodge Chrysler and Jeep right here in the beautiful town of Heber Springs, it is Ram Truck Month. And where else would you want to buy your new Ram truck than from Arkansas's number one Ram truck dealer? That's right, folks. And look, if you don't have time to come see us, go online, redriverram.com. We got the easy buying experience right there. Click work your own deal. You can figure your own discounts, your own price, your own trade value and interest rates without even talking to anyone. But if you want the biggest discounts and the best selection, make that beautiful drive to Heber Springs or check us out online at redriverdodge.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Arkansas Army National Guard. Aired by the Arkansas Broadcasters Association and this station. Hi, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. Can I save on a new Toyota? Yes, with great deals through March 31st at participating dealers. I'm really into mystery podcasts lately for those long drives. Well, imagine yourself in a Camry when a celebrity sleuth solves the perfect crime. Or camping in a RAV4 when a shocking theft turns a city on its head. Or off-roading in a Tacoma when trouble follows a big city cop to the country. Spoiler alert, it was the butler. Toyota, let's go places.
If there's anything green in your yard right now, it's probably a weed, and you need to do something about it. Weed control and fertilization service from Sanders Ground Essentials is easier and less expensive than doing nothing or even trying to do it yourself. 315-9395 or go online at sandersground.com. Let's get growing. Justin Aker reminding you that Serta Pro Painters is the only company I use when I need painting done. So call them, whether it's for residential or for your business, because they specialize in that as well. They deliver quality painting that will refresh your property and maintain its value, and they can manage every detail of your project from picking out the paint all the way to completion. Do it now, and you can get it done with minimal disruption to your business. Each Pro Painters is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate online at CertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters. We do painting. You do life. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. What happened to paying one price and getting everything included? You buy an airline ticket and pay extra to bring a change of clothes, book a hotel room, and you're shelling out for Wi-Fi and overpriced bottled water. (laughs) Really? Imagine my delight when I found out roadside assistance is now included with my shelter insurance auto policy. So if I get a flat tire and need a jump, I just call and they take care of me. There's no additional cost, but some restrictions apply. See shelter agents Monica Reiners in North Little Rock, Larissa Callie in Bryant, or Eddie Peters in Little Rock. Get charged up when you tune in every Tuesday during The Zone for Pat Bradley discussing the latest on the basketball season with Justin Wiss. Brought to you by Bring a Battery. Bring a Battery will bring you a battery when you need it most. Visit bringabattery.com. An ESPN Radio Extra Point with Mike Golick, Trey Wingo, and Mike Golick Jr. It took the NCAA for Kansas and Duke to essentially say, yeah, we're not going to do that for them to come to the reality that the NCAA basketball tournament was not going to be played. When you have the United States and Canada and Australia, when you have those countries basically saying, hey, this is not going to be a thing, you need to understand the thing is not happening. And for all the logistics of the NCAA tournament over a two-week period (laughs) in Spokane and Des Moines and wherever they were going to be, multiply that by a billion. And that's that's the logistics we're talking about here in trying to shift something of this magnitude across the globe with the Olympics. Hear more from Golik and Wingo tomorrow morning on ESPN Radio. It's time for some straight talk. You know what a full-court press is in basketball, right? Full defensive coverage with no holes. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. It runs on America's best networks, same as the big carriers, but just for a lot less. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, saving you up to half the cost of the big carriers. No contract. Full-court coverage, half the cost. Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. This is the Frost family. They live on a piece of land they call greener pasture. And they work on it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. With its durable construction and features that hook up to dozens of attachments with ease, no job is too tough. The Frells family runs with us. Because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. 
Get a one series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll free 855-633-2315. Live from the Ariana's Pizza Studio, it's Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, live from the Ariana's Pizza Studios. Thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon, folks. There's been a lot of things going on today. Obviously, we just had the governor addressing the media, giving the latest up-to-date information. And just know that if you're out and about, we are going to play the press conference live every day here on Out of Bounds. It's either going to be 1.30 or 2.30. Kind of just depends on the day, but we'll try to give you the latest up-to-date information on that. So be sure to tune in as well. But we got a lot of Razorback news to talk about, so let's welcome in the man, Dudley Dawson. Dudley Dawson, Razorback insider from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and Whole Hog Sports, joins Out of Bounds now. Mr. Dawson, what's going on, my man? Social distancing. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely that's going on yeah so what are you doing yeah, I mean, uh that's the biggest thing obviously yeah yeah what are you doing that's been different for you during this time i know that uh as far as recruiting recruiting doesn't stop and i'm sure you're in contact with possible recruits out there so what's been different for you during this time well really the only different things has been uh you know, not going to games and press conferences. I did most of my work out of my home office here anyway, and, and John has, has been around and seen it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a nice little area with the big TV and all that. So, uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's different socially. I'm not really a, uh, I'm not really a guy who stays in the house a lot, you know, during the week. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I have been doing that, and, and me and my wife are getting to know each other again. Uh, <laughs> Having a game, having a game hour each day, and and talking, and so you know, I guess that's a, that's a good thing out of it. But, so, uh, you know, just like everybody else, I'm just trying to to deal with uh, you know things as they come along. What kind of games have you guys been playing? What's your favorites? Well, we have we have this baseball game which you uh, roll with dice that uh, I've really enjoyed. Of course, it has a St. Louis Cardinal logo on it. Of course. And, uh, Got really got really upset yesterday when the Braves scored seven runs on me in the fourth inning. Uh, she grew up, she, you know, she was a Braves fan, so uh, she takes the Braves, I take the Cardinals. But then we're playing. I'm learning all kind of new games. Something called Othello, which I thought used to be a college basketball player, uh, Othello Harrington, but apparently it's a board game as well. And there's a Shakespeare character or something in there. Uh, backgammon, chess. Uh, uh, couple of others that, I, that I'm learning uh, so you know it's that's it's been good you know I hate that uh, hate the situation that got us here and, and hope that you know we can flatten the curve and things get to move on you know sooner than later uh, but uh, you know just trying to take advantage and, and really uh, you know going back and studying some games as well uh, 
you know, looked over the Vanderbilt game and looking over a lot of games, football and basketball during the baseball that I have taped up. And, and I'm about to get into uh, to my old games in the 70s and 80s that I have on VCR, so uh, tapes, so or VHS tapes, I guess they are. So I don't know if y'all, John, I don't know if you know what a VHS is. <laughs> I read about them once in a book. <laughs> So Dudley, yeah, I know it's, it's, uh, you know these. It, go ahead, go ahead. You know, I was saying it's you're right in terms of recruiting. Uh, obviously, kids can't come to campus. Uh, Arkansas is uh, doing what it can with its technology. It's also trying to add a uh, personal touch by writing letters, which uh, you know not all the programs do this day. But uh, Coach Pittman thinks that's a a personal touch that Arkansas can add to its program and I know they're sitting down and each coach is writing 10 letters each day uh, to different recruits and they're doing whatever they can to whenever it opens itself back up uh, they maybe can get some kids on campus uh, you know whether it be for just uh, unofficial visits or or official visits or camps but mostly they're just trying to deal with it like the rest of us are just playing it day by day and and seeing how things play out and doing everything can while this is a dead period you can have contact with them via phone uh twitter dms uh you know text and that stuff so they're taking full advantage of that well it, it's interesting dudley because this is such an unprecedented time for everybody but do you feel like the ncaa will maybe do some sort of adjustments or changes or anything like that once this all comes to an end and things start to get back to normal which hopefully is very soon do you see them doing any major adjustments as far as the recruiting goes where maybe they allow more visits, allow more contact, how that would go? Well, I think they'll stick to the same uh, format that they have had. It will just be in a truncated fashion, fashion when it's, it's very, you know, uh, like they may let them come in early August instead of, uh, uh, you know, doing it in June and July. Uh, but I think they'll do something. But I tell you what, I'm sure that they're trying to be very careful about what they're going to do because any little thing that they get wrong uh, in a litigious society like we have, somebody, you know, whether it, it, it won't be a kid thinking about it, but it'll be a parent or, a, or an uncle or a family friend who, if it doesn't go to the, to the way they want, will start filing lawsuits and stuff like that. So, I mean, they, they have to really be careful about what they're doing. You know, they, I would tell you that the NCAA, which is a body made up of, of all the schools, has made some curious decisions before, uh, and it's even going to be probably, uh, you know, a more hectic situation now with this uh, uh, truncated situation. I like using that word. That's my one word. Truncated. I like that. I've learned during the, this break here. But, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's just going to, It's we're going to learn as we go along. But they have to be careful because you got to be fair. Just like how many teams got their spring practices in and Arkansas didn't even get the start. So they're going to have to allow Arkansas and other schools who didn't get their spring practices, they're going to have to throw those uh, practices in at the start of, of when Arkansas can start practicing in, in other schools and not put them at a competitive disadvantage, you know, somewhat they already are. I want to change it up a little bit, Dudley. The news just came across during this show, actually, and I'm sure you're aware of it as well, that Jalen Harris has announced that uh, he is graduating and entering into the transfer portal as a grad transfer. What can you tell us about that? And uh, can you give us an update on what Eric Musselman's looking like in, in his transfer portal? Because it seems like any new player that enters in, I automatically see Arkansas is interested. 
Yeah, first of all, on Jalen, I, I think it many times, uh, you know, he's had a few mistakes on the court, whether it be three-point shooting or turnovers. But he, you know, if you look back, he really had the best assist-to-turnover ratio these last two years. Uh, while not having a true point guard, he was the truest point guard, I guess, that they had. And, and I think they probably won more games than they lost because of him during his two years here. I do, I'm not surprised at all that he's moving on, though, because... Uh, you know, as I look at my list here, whether you, however you define Mason Jones as a guard, forward, center, I mean, he's, you know, however he plays, you're going to have six or seven guards on this team next year. And Jalen Harris probably wanted to find a situation where he could go play next year in his final year. Uh, he's graduated from Arkansas, which you have to do to be able to be a, a graduate transfer, because remember, he transferred in then you have to graduate from the place you're at before you can have that immediate year eligibility, but he'll be able to, to go somewhere in. I think it's probably a wise decision for him, uh, again, because of the guards that are coming in and his playing time uh, would be, I'm sure, very limited. Uh, I watched the Vanderbilt game the other day and thought he had a very good Vanderbilt game. Uh, and again, I think he should be praised for his time here instead of uh, becoming a you know, he got a lot of criticism because he was just not as good a player as people wanted him to be. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But I'm not surprised at all. That leaves them with one open spot for the graduate, uh, for a graduate transfer or a regular transfer. Uh, every time somebody jumps into the portal, uh, Arkansas, it seems, makes contact. And Coach Musselman made clear last week that he's not trying to turn over the team. What he's trying to do is do his due diligence. And can this player help me now? Can this player help me down the line? Uh, I think we all know that he could, if he could add a 6'10 center, Arkansas would be better for it next year. Um, and, you know, Jalen Williams could play uh, the four, which I, I think he's, he's going his best position is a stretch four, although if he's, he needs to be the five, he certainly can be. Um, but I just think, you know, this is probably a good decision by Jalen. And, and over, overall, it probably helps this basketball team get better because they maybe can bring something in that's not another guard. They need front court players. Uh, we'll see if any of these current front court players here decide to move on as well. Uh, but I would imagine that this is, uh, you know, probably a situation where everybody's comfortable uh, with what's going on. Do you have any update on the Mason Jones situation? Because I know a few weeks ago we had talked to you and you said you, you, people you had talked to, you were leaning towards that. Do you have any updates on his situation? Because I saw on Twitter he announced that he's going to have a big decision coming soon. Yeah, but then he, he deleted that and he's joked about whether it was uh, which uh, video type game system he might play. So <laughs> I, I think he's, he's having fun with it, that. I mean, he could, if he does make a decision quickly, uh, you know, it, I would have to believe it would be to come back. I still think that's in his best interest and in what he's going to end up doing. I think he has good people around him. Uh, and everybody's saying, well, he can't get better. He's not going to average as many points. Well, there's a lot of things he can do better. I mean, he will tell you that he can get better at a lot of things. And I do believe in talking to the recruits and then talking to the current pl players on the roster that Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones believe if they do come back that Arkansas will have somewhat of a super team next year uh, in terms of uh, talent. And obviously, they've got a coach that shows has shown he can make use of that talent. 
Dudley Dawson of WholeHogSports.com and the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Always appreciate it, Dudley. Enjoy your board games, and I'm sure we'll get an update on it by next week. All right. And make sure that you make sure that's B O A R D, not B O R E D, when, when you when you explain that to Patriot. Could yes. be one and the same. Yes, but yeah. not, play board games when you're bored. That's true. That's true. But they're not boring. <laughs> they are right. not boring. So appreciate it, Dudley. All right, later, dudes. All right, that was Dudley Dawson. Always appreciate his update uh, on everything going on with the Razorbacks. We'll take a commercial break, come back with more Out of Bounds, 103.7 The Buzz. Tune in to 103.7 The Buzz from 6 to 7 p.m. for Pat Bradley on Drive Time Sports. Pat joins Randy and Rick every Thursday night, presented by Precision Door and Whit Davis Lumber Plus. This is Sports Center. This morning, Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo reached an agreement with the International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach to postpone the Olympics for about a year. The Tokyo Olympics will be no later than the summer of 2021. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys line took a blow yesterday as 29-year-old center Travis Frederick announced he would retire. The five-time Pro Bowler stated he could no longer perform at his highest level after being diagnosed with the Guillain-Barre syndrome last year. And in local news, Eric Musselman is staying active in the transfer portal as the Hogs have reached out to two more players. Isaiah White of Utah Valley and Jordan Bruner of Yale. White averaged 14 points along with 8 rebounds and Bruner averaged 11 points with 9 rebounds. Both are immediately eligible and feel a need for rebounding. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Does this sound like you? Or maybe your inner biker sounds like... No matter what motorcycle motor is music to your ears, Shelter Insurance has a policy that's music to your wallet. Shelter insures your fun stuff. Motorcycles to riding mowers, ATVs to RVs, bikes to bass boats. If it rides, rolls, or floats, we can cover it. Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. T-Shelter agents Grant Westmoreland in Sheridan, Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, or James West in Star City. Great lawn start today, long before the grass is green. If you live in central Arkansas, Sanders Ground Essentials can help make your yard into a great lawn. Call Sanders Ground Essentials today at 315-9395 or on the web, sandersground.com. Sanders Ground Essentials. Let's get growing. The Sterling from Center is... With the truth, Smokey Joe would play for the Boston Red Sox and the Cleveland Indians. Nicknamed Smokey Joe because of his blazing fastball, Walter Johnson once said, no man alive can throw harder than Wood. In 1912, Wood went 34-5 and with a 1.91 ERA and beat Johnson 1-0 at Fenway in a duel for the ages. Wood came in relief to beat the great Christy Matheson in deciding Game 8 to win the 1912 World Series. Injuries derailed his pitching career, and he was sold to Cleveland in 1917. Like former teammate Babe Ruth, he was moved to the outfield. He didn't have the Herculean numbers of Ruth, but he was very good. In 1918, he finished in the top 10 of most offensive categories, and in 1922, his final season, he had a career-high 92 RBIs. Joe Wood may not be in Cooperstown, but in his prime, he beat the best of the very best, and that's the truth. The truth is, Double B's had the best deals, like Little Debbie Mini Donuts for only 75 cents. It's where you can guess it. Grab it and go. It's Double B's. Listen up, boaters. Arkansas Marine is introducing a brand new boat to the market, the Montera Surf Boss. With the abundance of lakes and water sports, it only makes sense to bring you the first wake boat you can pull up on shore. You can enjoy the size of a luxury pontoon and still enjoy all the wake sports you desire. Available exclusively at Arkansas Marine. Call today to learn more about the Montera Surf Boss or come see one in person at Arkansas Marine and Bryant. Arkansas Marine. We sell fun on the water. Visit us online at ArkansasMarine.com. Little Rock Help 
salutes the employee of the month. The one employee you can't live without. The others, let's just call them Dave. Dave, what does collate mean? Oh, hey, Dave. I, I think it means to flush. Oh, thanks, Dave. Well, better start collating the boss's sales pitch. We believe local businesses should be packed with more local employees of the month and fewer Daves. We make it easy to post a job, and it's local so you won't get spammed by faraway job seekers. LittleRockHelpWanted.com. Local jobs that work. Dave is a common name used in a comical way. Please don't write us to tell us you were insulted by this ad. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Get the inside scoop when Pat Bradley joins Tommy, David, and Roger every Thursday morning on the show with no name. Thanks to the Arkansas-based company that handles fire, smoke, water, storm, and mold damage. All Clean USA with locations in Conway, Hot Springs, and Jonesboro. Not everyone likes ranch dressing on their pizza, but if you do, you don't want that bottled stuff. Ariana's Pizza uses nothing but the freshest ingredients on every pizza and salad. Ariana's Pizza in downtown Little Rock. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back into Out of Bounds, 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate Dudley Dawson joining us in the previous segment. Talk a little Razorbacks. And as a reminder, folks, here in about half an hour, we're going to be joined by Dave Van Horn, head coach of the Razorback baseball team. Trying to find out what he's been doing during this uh, time of social distancing, if you will. And uh, get an update on him. And, and also want to find out what he thinks about the possibility of an MLB draft not happening. I know it's just reported. as It's alleged. It's not for sure. But it's certainly been a topic of conversation that's been had. So not only would that how would that impact college baseball, but how would that impact some of his players, some mm-hmm. of his guys, like Heston Kerstad, who are going to be moving on and trying to go pro after this season. Does that mean they have to return? I don't know. I'm sure that's a, a nightmare scenario for all of that. But... What I'm also hoping is that maybe with all of these changes that have been happening in the NCAA having to step in and do some things, I'm kind of hoping that it ends up being where they will look at the situation of scholarships for baseball players and softball players instead of the 11.7, maybe raising that to where you can actually have kids on full rides, full scholarships. Well overdue. Yeah, and I can't believe that, especially in this day and age, where it'd be one thing back when college baseball, Joe, wasn't even on TV. You know, it wasn't even a game that was played on on ESPN or anything like that. And now that you've seen the not only the conferences and college sports grow, but college baseball grow as well, you've seen the interest go there. You've seen that people were started playing it on ESPN, not only just the the championship games, but now we have the SEC network and seeing the money that's coming in. It's just a more exposed game that people enjoy watching more. And I know we're speaking just specifically about SEC and Arkansas because they're big time. Uh, playmakers when it comes to the game of baseball in college but still hopefully that's something that gets revisited and maybe the some of the adjustments can be made because it's like you said long overdue yeah uh, Arkansas is one of the few programs that actually does make money on baseball so they still have some work to do but we have seen the sport grow a number over the years and um, it used to be just about the college world series that's all we would see but now we see games throughout the season. We see the regionals. We get excited about that. So the sport itself is turning a profit, and you have certain programs that are making money every year. So as the sport continues to grow and evolve, then you do need to get to a point 
where you have full scholarships, and that's where we are. Yeah, because it seems like when you got to a point in all sports, which you know in college sports especially, the football is the biggest revenue generator of all. And, in fact, in most cases at most schools, it could be the only revenue-generating sport. It goes football is the mass of it. Then basketball comes into play for the most part is revenue-generating. And then baseball has elevated that. But still, for the most part, it's it's not a big-time revenue-generating sport. So I get where it, it's taken this long because it's a matter of, just like in anything, Joe, and you can name, you name this in professional sports or anything like that. It's about the how much money are you bringing in. If you're bringing in the money, then you're going to get the benefit that comes along with it. That's why football has all these scholarships. It's it's not because of just the simple fact, well, football's fun. It's because it brings in the most money. And when it brings in the most money, it gets the most benefits. It's as simple as that. So college baseball has gotten to that point, I believe where it's starting to bring in money. It's starting to be something that people enjoy watching, not only in the SEC, but uh, just uh, if you look across the nation at some of these stadiums and some of these games that are being played, some of these tournaments that are being played, it's a good crowd. People just like watching baseball. I think that it's time to revisit that and hopefully uh, start ascending towards something like that where you can have scholarships because it is bringing in its own revenue. So that's what it's all going to come down to as we talking about, Joe. It's all about the bottom line, man. It's always about the bottom line when it comes to sports especially. That's what it's always about, and college baseball would benefit from it simply because now if you can have full scholarships, some of these guys that are thinking about going straight from high school, going to play in the minor leagues with dreams of being an MLB player one day, they may think the college route is better because they have a full scholarship. They can go enjoy being a college student, put their skills on display, stay there for a few years, and then it betters their chances of going higher in the draft, and um, and then we'll get them to Major League Baseball quicker than just going the route of going to the minor leagues and maybe ending up being a lifetimer in the minor leagues. You're taking that chance if you, you, know, if you just go straight that route and uh, you end up getting stuck somewhere in the system and you, and you don't get to um, – double a triple a in a in a timely fashion that you have on your own clock if you can go to college as an alternative on a full scholarship and not have to worry about having to pay some of the schooling then it gives you another option that a lot of guys would look into that and probably choose that option yeah because as far as the three major sports when it comes to collegiate sports you have football which of course you cannot enter into the nfl until you're three years removed from high school, I believe is what the rule actually is. And then in basketball, you have to have one year where you've been removed from high school, and then you can enter into the NBA. But in baseball, it's unique because you have that choice of coming out of high school, you can go straight into it. But if you don't, you have to go to college for three years, which people look at that and it's kind of odd. But you can go the JUCO route. That too. And then you can bypass the three years. Which a lot of players have done. Bryce Harper yeah. is one that comes to mind. Yeah, and so by doing that, again, there's there's other alternatives to make it work. I've always appreciated, though, the way baseball has it set up, Joe, because as anything when it comes to sports or it comes to somebody who's trying to make the best out of their life and make the best decisions, I like choices. I like choices. Got to have options. Yeah, having the options to go along with it. And in football, let's be honest, Joe, there is one option and one option alone, college football. If you don't play college football, you more than likely will not go to the NFL. 
because there's no alternative. And the fact is, is it's set in stone. It's like, and if you go to college, got to be three years. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. But in baseball, at least it's saying, okay, which I know they're different sports, and there's no way that a kid at 18 coming out of high school can step into the NFL and compete. It, there's just no way. I don't care how good you are. There's no way that anybody could do that. I think somebody at some point is going to try to go the XFL route. Now, I did yes. see that there was a guy that actually left school early. He was at West Virginia. He left West Virginia early, went to play in the XFL so he could make some money this year. This would have been his third year removed from high school. Went to the XFL, made some money. XFL season ended early like many seasons have uh, due to what we have going on right now. But he's eligible for the NFL draft when it comes around. Yeah. So he played college football for two years, went to the XFL, and now he's going to the NFL draft. Which I appreciate because, again, it offers another option, another alternative. And even in basketball, college is still the main one that people use, especially if you're a big-time player. But there are the other options, too, where you can go overseas and play straight out of high school. You can go – I I believe there's certain leagues in the United States you can go to as well, whether it's the G League or whatnot, the D League. However, leagues are set up where if you decide to go into that route, I guess they can't be affiliated with the NBA. I'm I'm, I'm just going off of what I remember by the rules. I could be wrong on this. Well, the G League then would be out if that's the case. I'd have to double-check on that. But the point is is that – there are at least other options if you're a phenomenal player coming out of high school that you don't have to go to college. Right. And that's when it comes to baseball, which I kind of wish that basketball especially, football not so much because, again, it would be difficult, but base, basketball especially adapted rules that were similar to how baseball set up. Yeah. Basketball has gotten creative and unique here in the past couple of years where you've seen guys take a year off from playing basketball, meaning they didn't go to college, didn't go overseas to play, and went to do a paid internship at a shoe company and then signed with that shoe company. They did the paid internship for $1 million. So imagine that. It's not You're not illegal. even playing basketball. You make a $1 million. You go to the NBA draft. You sign with a shoe company. So then you get that deal coming from the shoe company directly. So you get all that money before you even go to the NBA to play it. And see, by hearing that and knowing those stories, that's why I'm so surprised that there are still big-time players that go to colleges unless the particular colleges that they're going to are making sure that they are taken care of. Right. And that's where, because when you bring up something like that, like Zion Williamson, for instance, was there, like, that guy could have gone straight to the NBA out of high school. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like, like um, you talk about Zion, but look at Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie played 11 games in college and went to the NBA. There was no question he was going. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of examples and so many players. Now, I'm not saying – because here's the balance you got to have because there's a lot of players out there, Joe, that even good players that get bad advice. And there's some players that would try their hand at going straight from high school back when the rule was you could go straight to uh, the NBA from high school, that they would try their hand at that. And it would really impact them in a negative way where they may have been more benefited by going to college first. So it's like you got to have the nice balance there. But I'd like to see it to where, again, you get the options. And in college basketball, to me, Joe, to me, I think college basketball and the NBA would be better suited and better benefited if the rules were adapted to where out of high school you can go straight to the NBA. Like, no questions asked. But if you do go to college, you have to be there for two years. I, I feel like that would be... 
best suited for both sports, where in college you'd still get players that would be quality players that need two years to develop. You'd be able to get household names. You get guys that you could know who they are and instead of being one and dones. Not really. I know that everyone has their own opinions on one and done, but I feel like having a two-year deal would be beneficial to college basketball and would make quality teams. It would make it to where the parity was more when you give out more scholarships, more teams available. I, I just think it'd be better suited for that because, to me, basketball players coming out of high school are better suited to go right into the NBA because we've seen it. Like Even in Major League Baseball, you have that option, but how many players – have gone one you know one day they're playing high school bat- baseball and the next day they're you know pitching for the Yankees. Right, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen because they have the minor league system. But in the NBA, we have seen LeBron James, guys like that, come straight out of the uh, the high school ranks. So I, and I step do, in. I do like that part of it. Allow them to go straight yes. from high school because it's going to open the doors where you know that there are a certain number of guys that don't want to go to college. These guys can go pursue their dream, go right to the NBA. But the other side of it, I I don't like making them stay in college for two years because I don't want to limit somebody's potential that is there because we've seen plenty of players that have gone to college for one year and on their way in the door in college, they didn't look like an NBA player. They played that one year and they played themselves into becoming an NBA Mm -hmm. player. So I don't want to limit guys who could do that. Yeah. Well, we can talk about this and continue the discussion on the other side of the break. 501-433-1037 is the West End Cigars hotline to call into. More Out of Bounds coming up. Don't know when to give up, do you? I'm this all day. From sunup to sundown, you know where to turn. 1037 The Buzz, your fun and game station. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. There's nothing quite like outdoor living, and at Razorback Camper Sales, we've been bringing the camping lifestyle to families for over 50 years. We're Arkansas's oldest family-owned RV dealer with the best parts and service department in the state. Razorback Camper Sales has everything you need for travel trailers, fifth wheels, and pop-ups. Find out why our customers are always happy campers. Come see us in Hot Springs or online at RazorbackCamperSales.com. West End Cigars excited to open their new location in Conway on East Davor Drive. The crew at West End Cigars wants you to feel like a part of the smoke squad. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced cigar aficionado, their tobacconists want to help you in any way they can. The new Conway location is over 4,000 square feet and a Davidoff appointed merchant with well-ventilated seating areas, TVs, cigar lockers, and the private members-only lounge and an outdoor patio. Visit West End Cigars in Little Rock on North Rodney Parham or their new location on East Davor Drive. Lowe's Pro Bonus Days are back with five days of pro-grade deals to help you save big, now through Friday, March 27th. Check out DeWalt's new lineup of 20-volt Max XR tools featuring Power Detect. And during Pro Bonus Days, save $100 on a DeWalt 20-volt Max XR with Power Detect brushless cordless drill and impact driver combo kit, now just $299. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Tool offer valid through 4-1, U.S. only while supplies last. Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
You're listening to Toyota Tuesday. Visit your local Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. Scott Inman here for Genwell Financial Advisors and the Get Ready for the Future show. Figuring out long-term care can be confusing. That's why at GenWealth, we help you cut through that confusion, create a clear plan, and build toward financial independence. With offices across Central Arkansas, our team of advisors is ready to help you get ready for the future. Call us at 501-653-7355 or visit our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Did you know that Serta Pro Painters also paints kitchens and other cabinets too? And they have expanded their cabinet painting to offer even better pricing on cabinet projects. This is Justin Acre telling you that Serta Pro is the place when you need a paint job done right. 1-800-GO-SERTA is the number to call, or you can schedule your free appointment online at SertaPro.com. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. These are folks who want to do a good job because these are your neighbors, your friends, people who live in your community. Serta Pro Painters, we do painting, you do life. Now it's Out of Bounds, broadcasting live from the Ariana's Pizza Studio. Ariana's Pizza. Give them a call at 374-3656 or arianaspizza.com. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back to Out of Bounds from the Ariana's Pizza Studio. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin. Guatney Chevrolet is the perfect time to buy a vehicle. And Guatney offers a personal owner's clinic. And it's held every month at Guatney. And what that entails is they invite you back for dinner. And whether you buy a new or used vehicle, you get to go back to the dealership. They invite you. They serve you dinner. And they'll tell you all about your vehicle, everything that you have questions about. We know you learned a lot about that vehicle throughout the buying process, but now you get to come back and learn even more about the vehicle. And right now is the time to buy because you get 0% interest for 84 months on all remaining 2019s. And then you have 2020 Silverados, Trax, and Equinox. So now is the time to get in on that. Also, no payments for six months. So no payments for six months and 0% interest for 84 months. That's seven years. Guadney Chevrolet off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. And Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. They've been in business for 63 years, and they are the people's dealership. Guadney Chevrolet, guadneychevrolet.com. You know what I love, Jim? What's that? I love watching... ESPN right now where they're doing uh, Mel Kuyper's Mock Draft 3.0. Yeah. And I love it when they're showing some great wide receivers, by the way, that are in this draft. And they're showing, uh, you know, some of the LSU wide receivers and some of the Alabama wide receivers. And every one of their highlights are against Arkansas. Uh, Of course they are. It's a tale as old as time. Would we expect anything different? No, but it's just, it's alarming, but also funny. Just because it seems like every single time I'm looking up and I'm seeing some sort of LSU or Auburn or Alabama player being mentioned, it's like, all right, well, let's just show their highlight film against the University of Arkansas. Arkansas is making the highlight see, reel. See them, see the cornerbacks getting burned, see their safeties getting trucked, see just everything. Like right now, they're about to show a highlight of Tua. Or no, I guess they didn't. They, they changed it. I was about to say, if they were going to show Tua, I guarantee you there was going to be some sort of Razorback highlight there, but it's just a tale as old as time when it comes to 
these types of deals where they're putting out the mock draft and all of that, Arkansas Razorback highlights, for the wrong reasons, are going to be in it every single time. But I thought it was interesting, though, seeing some of Mel Kuyper's picks. And uh, I didn't, you know, you don't really realize how great the wide receiver class is in this upcoming draft, which is good for somebody like me, who's a Jets fan, could kind of use some wide receivers. But there's not only that, but you got some great quarterbacks that are coming in as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is going to be an interesting draft whenever it actually ends up taking place or how it takes place. We don't really know. I know that they said that they're not going to have the public event anymore, but still, uh, I was really looking forward to this draft because of the how much star power is in it, especially in the first round. Yeah, take it back to what the draft used to be where there wasn't this huge public event, but we've gotten so used to the draft over the years, we're still going to be really excited about it to see where players end up going. Um, I, I know I'll still be tuned in. I know that they will have some kind of drop-off because it's not the big spectacle that it usually is, but you're going to tune in for that first round because it's separated from the rest of the draft. And it's in prime time to see exactly where these big-time players that we've come to know exactly where they're going to go. And then you're always going to look out for your favorite team and who they choose and what positions of need that they choose and how they're able to fill that roster. So there still will be a lot of excitement around the NFL draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, there'll still be people that will tune in and watch it again. It's just going to be a different type of format, like you said, the way it used to be way back when on how it was all set up. But I'll still watch it. It'll still be interesting to see who goes where. And uh, the, since the Bengals have the number one pick, I think we all assume that it's going to be Joe Burrow as the number one overall pick. It's kind of just the other thing that you got to do is if you have the number one pick, you got to draft a quarterback. Seems like, at least, for the most part. So You should. Yeah. And they've had uh, teams reach in the past where the quarterback class wasn't as deep, and they made sure that they got to the top and they – Took a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bears, for example, Mitch Trubisky, they traded up to get him, and they traded up to get him when there were other guys like Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson available. See, that always kind of like makes me feel sick sometimes is when you think like your team especially, with they draft a per- particular player at a certain position that ended up you passed on and ended up being a great quarterback. Because like you said, with Patrick Mahomes – what if he went to Chicago? If they would have drafted him. I mean, I think he would have been a great player no matter what, but would he have been what he is today in Chicago? Because let's be honest, having Andy Reid as a coach is a good thing. Like mm-hmm. having him as a coach is a good thing. Having the personnel around him is a good thing. Everything happens for a reason, especially in situations. But if you're a Bears fan, that's always going to be that one thing that you look back on. I mean, like, Jamie Lynn. Yeah, Jamie Lynn that's here. <laughs> it's like what what could have been. But see, Joe, you're a Steelers fan. You don't know much about that when it comes to particular players like that, because you've had Ben Big Big Ben there that seems like he's been there for 20 years. Which is he's a good not. thing. Yeah, but hey, listen, I wish my team had a quarterback that had that longevity and was able to produce at least two Super Bowls, which is what Big Ben has done. But, you know, for a lot of teams that struggle to find a quarterback, because I've even said it, Joe, like as a Jets fan, there hadn't been a quarterback in New York since Joe Namath for the Jets. Okay, I was about to say, do you mean in New York in Jets. general? For the Jets. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, but, I mean, because you think about it, I know Brett Favre was in his uh, later years, but yeah. still, he, he had some he had some good years left in him. But Ken O'Brien, he, he did pretty good for the Jets. He was okay. I mean, Vinny Testaverde had some moments. Chad Pennington, still the most accurate quarterback of all time in yep. the NFL. But the problem is he was so accurate because he couldn't throw more than 20 yards. Right. But, you know, so for I'm almost jealous of franchises that have been able to put together 
good, I like put together staffs, put together great players, but also that can draft quality quarterbacks. Because that is a such a that's probably the toughest thing to me, at least in the NFL. If you're trying to restart your franchise, I mean, how many quarterbacks have we seen fizzle out where people went all in? Like I think about Sam Bradford. You know, that was he was the last. I think he was the last year when he got drafted was when these insane rookie contracts were happening. Like he was like guaranteed like fifty million dollars as a rookie, like just insane numbers. But they went all in on somebody like him. Didn't really pan out. Somebody like an RG3, who's second in the draft, didn't really pan out. There's a lot of risk to it. So Injuries, injuries. You never can predict injuries. Right. That's the one part you of can't it. You can't predict injuries, but it's also sometimes you, you just don't know. Like there, Because let's be honest too, Joe, there's been so many times where experts, people that scout, people that break down film, people that do all of that, look at particular quarterbacks and are like, oh, yeah, this is a surefire guy, no doubt about it. But then it ends up not being that way, not being that case. So – Again, I'm jealous of franchises that end up drafting great quarterbacks end up working out because it is such a difficult art. And that's, again, when it went back to when we were talking about who's, when the owner, president, GM, whoever, if they side with the quarterback or with the coach, they normally go with the quarterback because, Joe, they know how rare it is, how rare it is to have a top quarterback in your league, in your franchise, that's leading your team. And so they always side with the quarterback because I believe, and I think most people would agree, that quarterbacks are much more tough to find than coaches when it comes to quality. And so that's why you guys like Big Ben, basically a lifetime contract there at Pittsburgh. He ain't ever leaving because he's earned it and he's worth it and he's quality and has been quality. Same thing with Tom Brady was forever until this year. He was at the Patriots there. Aaron Rodgers at Green Bay is going to end up being the same way. Russell Wilson at Seattle is going to be the same way. If you're quality, you you get that contract, you get that life, or you go – because they go all in on you because they know how rare it is to get somebody like you on their team. And with coaches, there's a lot of turnover. We've seen that you don't get those contracts anymore where, like the Steelers are known for, they actually haven't fired any anyone. Chuck Knoll, he stepped away. Bill Cowher stepped away. Tomlin has been there for the long run. So uh, you won't see that a lot, though. You won't see that anymore where – That's a good point. Um, there's not a lot of patience as far as sports in general, but especially with football, with NFL, there's a lot of turnover with coaches. If you're not winning, if you're not turning it around within two to three years, you're more likely going to be done. Yeah. And they'll get the next guy that they feel like is the up-and-comer to get the team to the next level or get the team over the hump. If you've taken them only so far, now we got to bring in this guy to get us to where we actually want to be, where we need to be. And you have the other side of that, too, where some franchises hold on too long, i.e. Jason Garrett and the Cowboys. You know, didn't really win at the high level, but hold on to him forever. Marvin Lewis at the Bengals, he was there forever. He came to mind right away. Yeah, so sometimes you have the opposite effect where they're too loyal to the coaches when they could have moved on, and who knows what could happen because the amount of talent you have all on one team is also very rare to have in one single season that may be your best shot. Marvin Lewis took them to the playoffs. Look where they are without him. That's exactly Number one right. overall pick. Dave Van Horn coming up next. At Fletcher Dodge, Chrysler Jeep Ram Insured, we're doing all we can to ensure our staff and customers are as safe as possible during these times. With all the uncertainty out there today, take advantage of unprecedented sales offers that just might provide you some relief for your automotive needs. For the first time ever, we're offering you 84 months at zero. <laughs> Live from the Ariana's Pizza Studio, it's Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz.
I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes funk. If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a little baby. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin inside the Iriana studios today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Been talking some uh, interesting stuff dealing with college sports and obviously with the uh, situation that we all find ourselves in with the coronavirus. It's been a very trying time for many different reasons for many different people. Definitely an impact on sports as well. But uh, college baseball is definitely one of those that had a huge impact on as essentially the whole season was wiped away. So it's been pretty crazy. But we have a very special guest that we want to bring in on the West End Cigars Hotline. Talk a little bit more about that as other things going on in college baseball. That is the head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks, Dave Van Horn. Coach, appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing good. The weather uh, has finally cleared up up here in northwest Arkansas. I don't think we've seen the sun but a few hours last week. And I guess that's kind of the way we all feel, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I know we feel that way here in central Arkansas. That is for sure, Coach. But I'm curious because with everything kind of coming to a halt as a coach, 24-7, 365, you're always doing something. You're recruiting, you're coaching, you're developing, and all of that. But since that's kind of come to a halt, what what is Coach Dave Van Horn doing with his time right now? Well, just a little bit of everything, honestly. It's been, been really difficult just trying to get your mind around the season you know, just kind of disappearing. Uh, just, you know, I was thinking today, you know, we'd be, we'd be playing a night game tonight at Troy. We'd already have six games in the league under our belt. Had uh, the Ole Miss this weekend, and none of it's going to happen. I know the players are just extremely disappointed. It's uh, it's, uh, it's been a really difficult time. But what do I do? A little bit of everything. I've been out. I've mowed. I've got some land. I've been out there mowing with my tractor, just thinking. I've been on the phone with recruits. Uh, you name it, probably I've been doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the whole mowing thing, I guess it is that time of year, too. I didn't realize that uh, – I figured you'd had somebody do that for you, Coach. Well, I've got some land that's away from my house. I've always taken care of my own yard. and uh, Really, until just the last few years, it just took so much time. But, you know, I've got – a big piece of property that uh, it's just kind of like farmland. I like to take care of it. I don't know if you call it taking care of it. I mow it. Uh, to me, it's just a way to get away from things. And it seems like half the time I'm out there, I'm, I'm on the phone anyway. So getting something done. Well, there you have it. Well, well Coach, I, I'm curious to know your thoughts on this because obviously – uh, it's unprecedented for everybody dealing with all of this. But one of the things that I know that the NCAA, and you even alluded to it a little bit on your teleconference, is about uh, the relief for some of the spring athletes, whether it's uh, giving the seniors another year. Uh, there's been a lot of things being thrown around. Uh, as far as that goes, though, do you feel like this will open up some more adjustments and some opportunities to meet with the NCAA and maybe they can adjust and fix some things that are wrong with college baseball, specifically maybe with the scholarship allotment that they're getting right now? Well, that's what we're all hoping, um, you know, that they'll, first off, you know, give these guys some relief and give them their year back. I mean, we only played 16 games and there's a lot of young players that only played a little bit. Know, five, six, seven, eight at bats, a couple games, uh, pitched an inning here, a couple outs there. That there's no way that they should have that year count against them. Uh, 
you know, it shouldn't just be the seniors that get their year back. Uh, it needs to be everybody. Yeah, it'll make a little bit of a, a, heart, a headache for scholarships and counter spots and rosters, but in college baseball, we'll figure it out. And, and we always do every year. There's always difficulties because of scholarships and kids signing and not signing and telling you they're not going to come and they end up showing up. And, uh, we deal with it. But we're hoping that some good conversations come out of this and and, and at a minimum down the road, whether it be in a year or two, uh, we'll, we'll have more scholarships because it's, it's definitely long overdue. Coach, you talk about having those conversations. How how much of the conversations have you been able to have about the futures with maybe the NCAA, the SEC, Hunter Juracek, about what uh, the future holds? Well, you know, we've just talked really more with with our coaches in our league and, and you know, maybe some of the commissioners of our league in the SEC that – keep an eye on things about our needs and what we want to do. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the NCAA, uh, we don't talk to them. The coaches don't. It's got to be somebody above us. Uh, but we're always talking about these things and bringing these things up. And we have a ABCA Coaches Association uh, that, that works for us. And you know, there's a lot of things that are brought up to the NCAA that we'd like to have. And most of the time we don't get it. And uh, we're hoping that you know, this this is a good time that uh, maybe maybe some of these things are going to start happening that are, like you said earlier, they're long overdue. And, Coach, you talk about being in communication with recruits and your players. How do you think your players have handled all of this um, th- that we've been having to deal with? And it's been a world pandemic. It's not just here. But how do you feel like the players have been able to handle this? Well, I think – foremost i mean they're they're disappointed but they i know that they understand that you know this is what we have to do and it's not like it's just baseball or just athletics it's everything so uh they get it but there's there's a lot of disappointment you know when you put in so much time working out and training and just kind of where we were you know we we just played a really tough non-conference schedule and we're starting to play well and get some of the younger guys involved and especially on the mound and you know I think we'd won our last four games after dropping some games and and uh we were in a good place we were ready for league play to start and it, it just uh you know the look in their face when I told them was uh it was really sad it was very difficult uh for me personally to be the bearer of bad news i think they knew something was coming maybe not to the extreme that it was and i don't think anybody's well none of us really saw it being as extreme as it was at first now we obviously we get it but uh i don't know how they're handling it because i haven't seen them they've been out and about they're all scattered they're supposed to go home and get off campus and you know we've just been texting and talking to some of the guys here and there and kind of divided it up amongst the coaches to stay in contact with these guys and uh but but they're you know like everybody else i mean they're just they're just sad they're sad and they uh feel like that something was taken away from them but it's it's it's, it's the way it is and coach with the razorback baseball program you've had a lot of success and with that success you have players that move on and there's also the possibility with everything happening that there may not be a major league baseball draft 
what are your thoughts on that possibility of a Major League Baseball draft not happening? Well, you know, I'll stay as close to that as I can, talking with uh, a couple of general managers, big league general managers uh, with a couple organizations. And I, I really believe that there will be a draft. I think it might be a little bit shorter instead of 40 rounds. Maybe it'll be 20, maybe it'll be 15. I have no idea up there. Just kind of talking like everybody else, speculating a little bit. But uh, I would be really surprised if there was not a draft uh, just because, you know, it would it would slow down a lot of things for the MLB. Then, or they would try to have one, you know, in the fall or over the holidays, which would mess everybody up. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some guys that are definitely going to get drafted really high. And they'll sign. Um, it's the ones that are in the middle. It's the ones that, you know, they're not sure yet. Are they going to be a, a were they going to be a tenth round pick, fifteenth round pick? Were they going to sign for whatever they were going to be offered there? And it's really hard to say. But, uh, you know, we I want them to have a draft, and I want them to have it as close to normal as possible, and get these kids signed so we know where to go from there. Well, Coach, I think that with the with the draft, everyone's hoping that it ends up going on, and I hope that you're right that it ends up happening. But for some of your guys, specifically like uh, the two Casey's and then Heston Kerstad, have you heard as far as like scouts or anything as far as what they think about them in the draft, what rounds they're looking at, just kind of what's the profile look like for their draft status in the upcoming draft? Well, all three of those guys, they'll they'll definitely be gone. I mean, I don't have to get into detail about what the scouts think about them. They love them, and uh, they're gonna they will draft those kids high. Um, and whether they go in the first round, second, third, fourth, fifth, they're gonna go high enough to get paid pretty good. And uh, I don't see any of them not coming back unless something crazy happened. Uh, again, if, if they're awarded their year back. And, you know, they, they could come back and have some bargaining power next year and they didn't get the money that they wanted, you know, it would make it a lot easier for them to come back. Uh, but I don't see that happening. I think that uh, they've all had in their mind that they were going to go to college for three years, play pro ball and try to make it to the big leagues and, and, and come back and, and chip away and, and get that degree in the future. And uh, we always encourage that, but uh, I, I would see that those, those guys will definitely have a really good opportunity to sign and, and sign for a good amount of money. Speed with Coach Dave Van Horn here on the West End Cigars Hotline on 103.7 The Buzz Out of Bounds. Uh, Coach, I want to shift gears a little bit, maybe talk a little more uh, fun stuff about uh, college baseball and your Razorback team with you. Uh, out of curiosity, do you ever really go back and look at some of the old games, old players, old film, stuff from your career at Arkansas as a head coach where you just kind of go back and look at certain things, maybe try to enjoy certain things of uh, great moments that you've had? You know, every now and then in the off season, uh, you know, I might – pull up a highlight just to kind of chuckle a little bit. I think about Brady Toop's Grand Slam home run in 04 and what a special moment that was and, and the program's history, honestly, um, gave us an opportunity to get to the next game, which we won. So instead of losing in a regional, we, we won the regional and then we went on to win the Super Regional and, you know, got to the World Series for the first time in 15 years. Uh, you know, I, I, I pulled up 
You know, I've seen James McCann's Grand Slam home run many a time against LSU with two outs in the bottom of the ninth to win that game, and then we went on to sweep that series. And, uh, you know, there's always things like that, the walk-off double by Andrew Dar against Florida State uh, to get us to the College World Series down in Tallahassee. I mean, those are things that jump out. But there are a lot of games that were regular season games that, turned a series or turned maybe even a year. And I think about the Auburn game last year on the road. We had to play a doubleheader uh, because of weather on Friday. And we blew a, a lead in the in the first game. And Campbell pitched a great game, and we let it slip away. And we were just about to lose the second game of that doubleheader. And our guys hung in there and, and fought. And we ended up winning that game in like 14 innings. And then we whipped them again on Sunday, won that series, and we played great the rest of the season. So uh, there's a lot of them that, that stand out to me, and it's fun to watch them every now and then. But usually it's just kind of head down moving forward, and I think it'll be something that I'll get a chance to do, reflect on, you know, when, when I'm done one day. Yeah, well, that, that's good to hear because I know that a lot of Razorback fans, especially during this time when there's no baseball, they like to kind of go back on YouTube and watch a lot of highlights, a lot of the great moments of Razorback baseball because there's been so many great games, and you mentioned a few of them. But out of curiosity, one of the games I wanted to mention to you and just get uh, your reflections on it, my favorite game that I ever watched live was in 2009 in the College World Series where Brett Eibner hit a two-run shot to tie the game against Virginia. Uh, Razorbacks ended up winning an extra innings. You had chances where Virginia had bases loaded and you made plays. It was just one of the best games I've ever seen. Looking back on a game like that, too, where it just seemed like you you guys never gave up, you never quit, you made the clutch plays when it happened, those were the types of moments I think Razorback fans will always enjoy the most, too, because it shows the toughness of these teams that are under you and how it, they seem like they always make sure to make the plays when they matter the most. Well, that game you're mentioning is one of the greatest games I've ever been a part of. Um, I think back, uh, you know, we had to we had to bring in Dallas Keuchel uh, out of the bullpen, and we were trying to save him for the next game if we won it because um, we were going to play LSU, who had uh, who had seven left-handed hitters in their lineup, and we really just wanted not to pitch him, but. Uh, you know, when when Eibner hit that two-run homer in the uh, in the bottom, I think no, it was in the top of the ninth. Uh, he fouled off two or three pitches, and then he hit one about as far as you can hit it, almost out of the stadium at Rosenblatt, right underneath the left field scoreboard that was way out there behind the seats. Uh, we ended up a couple innings later. We had to turn a bases loaded double play with one out, or they would have won the game. And Tim Carver stayed in front of the ball kind of chested it up and then flipped it to uh, second base on for the double play. And, you know, Carver, he was, uh, he was our backup short. We really come through in the clutch. And you have to think about the Baylor regional game three, it went extra innings and we won one to nothing. We turned two double plays in that game. They had runners all over the bases the whole game. And we just kept getting out of jams, and we finally got a big hit and beat them. And honestly, they were an incredible team. They probably could have won it all in Omaha. They rolled through the Big 12. I think they went like 26 and three or 26 and two in league play. Uh, but yeah, we could we could go through a lot of those games. There's been a lot of those big moments in Razorback baseball. 
I know, and it's always fun to relive them, that is for sure, Coach. Dave Van Horn of the Arkansas Razorback baseball team. Really appreciate it, Coach. Enjoy your time. I know you're still going to find ways to stay busy, but hopefully we can all end this soon and things can get back to normal. All right, guys, I appreciate it. You guys uh, stay safe. We'll talk with you later. All right, will do. Thank you. Again, that was Coach Dave Van Horn on the West End Cigars Hotline here on Out of Bounds. You know, it was, it was good because when we started talking about some of the things with him, Joe, about the, the current situation he's in and the future of it, I also wanted to revisit the past a little bit, too, because from what I understand, you know, you think about a coach in college, especially whether it's football, basketball, baseball, I guess 24-7, 365, they don't stop. They do not stop. And it becomes where it's their lifestyle. Like, for instance, Nick Saban in football. The reason that he's as great as he is is because he's a great coach, but it's also he works 80-hour weeks. Like, it does not stop. There's no vacations, if you will. But now that it all comes to an end where you can't recruit, I mean, I know you can at least, but not in the ways that you have been where you have visits and and, uh, one-on-one contact. You can't do that. You can't develop. You can't be in the workout facilities. You can't do all of this stuff. So if you got used to that lifestyle for 20, 30 years, I'm sure it's a difficult one where it's like, what do you do? Apparently Dave Van Horn likes to mow his lawn with a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it was interesting to me that he still does that, and he's always done that over the years. He would find time to do that. He like That's something he likes to do. That's something he likes to take care of. I know what has picked up with a lot because you talk about not able to do those uh, visits in person. So FaceTiming and video calls, that's something that's picked up a lot for these coaches, I'm sure, where they're able to reach out to recruits in that way and still see them face-to-face. And I think it's a a great ploy that the coaches can use because now it makes it even that much more personal where – you're actually you're not just picking up the phone and calling a guy, but you're actually getting to see their face. So I'm sure the recruits would appreciate that part of it, and I know that there's a lot of that going on right now. Oh, there's no doubt. There is no doubt. And so the fact that everybody's in this boat together, I know it's a it's a different change. And you know, if someone for like Dave Van Horn, he's even mentioned he's like, you know, I was expecting tonight to be preparing for Troy, you know, in a midweek game and. It's not happening. He's still in that frame of mind. But that's exactly what I was going to say is that he – that's how it works. Because, honestly, Joe, unless he said it, I would have had to look up and find out who they were supposed to be playing tonight because my mind's been elsewhere. But even though we talk about sports and everything, uh, that's just something that's not on the radar. But for him, who gets in this routine where – because I'm sure he's been coaching for 20-plus years. During the middle of March, it has always been baseball. And always in the middle of the week, you're preparing for somebody. And then that's gone. And it's not gone because you chose it to be. It's not like you retired. It's gone because of what's going to ha- happening. So, and it, I found it interesting he mentioned that as well. He said, uh, just reflecting back about some of those great times and great games, he said once he is done altogether, then he'll have time to do that. But on a day-to-day basis, he's thinking about, what the next day holds, what the future holds. He's not really thinking back. Every now and then he gets a chance to go back, but he said he looks forward more so to the day when he steps away to be able to do things like that. Yeah, and and it just shows you, too, that certain coaches, you know, when they end up retiring, they end up going out of their minds, you know, starting to try to find ways to get back into the game. But there's some coaches that already know that, listen, I'm going to do this until I can't anymore. 
And once I get to that point, I'm going to understand when it's time to step away. And then this is what I'm going to have planned for what I'm going to do in retirement. Like everyone's wired differently. Like, you know, it, people talked about the old Bear Bryant. You know, he retired and then soon after he passed away because people always said, I mean, if he wasn't coaching, you know, there was no reason for him to live because of how he was wired. A lot of coaches are wired that way where if once I did done coaching, I have to do something. I have to go and scout. I have to go and be an analyst somewhere. I have to be a mentor to somebody. Like, I have to do something because this is all I – they've been institutionalized by co- by coaching <laughs> in their own way, and they got to find ways to relive it. So, But it was interesting to hear from Dave Van Horn, though, and what's going on because I know it's got to be tough for him, tough for his players especially. But uh, he seems very hopeful in the draft happening, which is good because I know his guys, especially Heston Kerstad and those guys, they're about to get paid. And the last thing you want to have happen is no draft, and then they're the ones that ends up being suffering from it all. So He's optimistic about the draft, but he also knows that if that doesn't happen, that those guys are in a good place and they're going to be wanted. So they're going to end up somewhere. That's right. And by the way, Tim Carver is my boy. We went to high, me and him went to high school together, and I gave him crap because he almost dropped that ball where it was turning two there uh, at the end of the Virginia game. But I, I was glad to hear that he gave him a shout-out, too. But some great games, great games in the history of Razorback baseball. And we'll have that up on SoundCloud later for the Dave Van Horn interview, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. More Out of Bounds, 1037 The Buzz, coming up. Tune in to 1037 The Buzz from 6 to 7 p.m. for Pat Bradley on Drive Time Sports. Pat joins Randy and Rick every Thursday night, presented by Precision Door and Whit Davis Lumber Plus. This is Sports Center. This morning, Japanese Prime Minister Abe Shinzo reached an agreement with the International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach to postpone the Olympics for about a year. The Tokyo Olympics will be no later than the summer of 2021. In the NFL, the Dallas Cowboys line took a blow yesterday as 29-year-old center Travis Frederick announced he would retire. The five-time Pro Bowler stated he could no longer perform at his highest level after being diagnosed with the Guillain-Barre syndrome last year. And in local news, Eric Musselman is staying active in the transfer portal as the Hogs have reached out to two more players. Isaiah White of Utah Valley and Jordan Bruner of Yale. White averaged 14 points along with 8 rebounds and Bruner averaged 11 points with 9 rebounds. Both are immediately eligible and feel a need for rebounding. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Riding weather came early this year. And Richard's Yamaha has the bikes to get you out on the open road in style. Like the Yamaha MT-09, a super naked bike. Just the looks of this bike will make your heart beat faster. And it's excellent if you're looking for a one-for-all ride. It's flawless on the streets and great on the open road. Then there's the Yamaha Bolt with the classic bobber style, high tank and short wheelbase you expect in old school styling. The Yamaha Bolt from Richard's has plenty of tech on board. And it's a good in-between size. Not too small that you'll outgrow it soon and not too big that it's intimidating for new riders. If you're already on a bike of your dreams remember to keep her in good shape you're in good hands with the service team at richard's yamaha tires batteries oil change whatever you need so whether you're looking for a new bike or it's time to get your serviced richard's yamaha and south university has what you need online at ridearkansas.com or richard's yamaha on facebook always protect the environment and wear your seatbelt helmet eye protection and protective clothing read the owner's manual with product warning labels before operation vehicle specifications subject to change now getting your car battery replaced is even easier than ordering food Go to bringabattery.com and schedule your car battery delivery and install in minutes. Bring a battery, simplifying the car battery experience. Are you overwhelmed with credit card debt? If you're struggling to make even the minimum payments, you may think there's no way out. 
But if you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, here's something that might surprise you. There are secrets the credit card companies don't want you to know. Secrets on how to eliminate your debt and become debt-free. Imagine the thousands you could save. To unlock these secrets, take the next few minutes to call Credit Answers for no obligation, free information. Call 1-800-400-0746. We're not talking bankruptcy or debt consolidation. This is your chance to settle your debt for a fraction of what you owe. We even offer a guarantee, so there's no risk to call. Unlock the secrets credit card companies don't want you to know. Within five minutes, we'll show you how our program works and how much money you could save. Credit Answers, your answer to overwhelming credit card debt. Call 1-800-400-0746. 1-800-400-0746. Does this sound like you? Or maybe your inner biker sounds like... No matter what motorcycle motor is music to your ears, Shelter Insurance has a policy that's music to your wallet. Shelter insures your fun stuff. Motorcycles to riding mowers, ATVs to RVs, bikes to bass boats. If it rides, rolls, or floats, we can cover it. Shelter Insurance. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Brian Cress, Caleb Green, or Curtis Short in North Little Rock and get the insurance coverage you need at the right price. Join Arkansas Native and third-generation horseman Nancy Holtis at 1030 a.m. on Oakland Race Days with Justin and Wes. Brought to you by Design Lab by Walker Room Athletics. Get the inside scoop on which horses to watch for the week when Nancy Holtis joins the zone on Oakland Race Days. Grab a slice at lunch or take a pie home for dinner. Anytime is a good time for Ariana's Pizza. You ought to give them a call. Ariana's, 374-3656. with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin on 103.7 The Buzz. Welcome back into Out of Bounds. You know, Joe, every time I hear this song, I think of like, I don't know, summertime, tailgating, baseball games. I was thinking this song puts you in a good mood, so I I know what type of mood you want to be in. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, here's the real thing that happened behind it is because Joe refuses to take out any Billie Eilish songs, and Billie Eilish was next up, so I had to replace it with something. Oh, really? I didn't didn't realize That, that. Yeah. Yeah, so I decided to replace it with uh, one of the greatest songs of our generation, Chattahoochee. I think you'll like the new Billy Eilish song. Why? Based on what fact? Because you're a James Bond fan. So well, yeah, but the fact it... that she does the theme song for James Bond, I think you're going to get into it. I didn't like the, the Sam, was it Sam Smith that did the Bond song, this last one? Probably so. That sounds about right. He's the British guy, right? Yep. Okay, so yes. Yeah, that Smith. looks like Pat Bradley? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> Does he know that? Oh, he knows okay, it. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely he knows it. And, and Pat will say, yeah, he's a handsome fella, nah, isn't he? I figured he'd say something <laughs> like that. I figured he'd say something. But no, I'll, I'll let listen to it. I'll give it a shot because I'll have to when I go see the new James Bond movie. Oh, whenever you hear it over and over and over again. Yeah, whenever it actually ends up happening. 
Because that's the thing is movies are shutting down. Yeah, you know, movie theaters. theaters are shut down. I thought it was funny that uh, I think it was Christian that said it on The Zone where he was like, it's going to be funny when the Oscars next year, you got Sonic the Hedgehog winning Best Picture because it's pretty much been the only film <laughs> that's been able to come out this year. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully, again, hopefully this all gets gets to gets to end soon. Because... You have some movies going right to streaming, which is a different twist than another option that's out there. We know that some of the services like Netflix and Disney – they're starting to put movies out like yep. that, Hulu, but um, that we've seen that it could be the wave of the future, and now it's hitting even more so and more quickly than people expected. Yeah, I saw Frozen Two got put up on Disney Plus early. Mm-hmm. I never, I never saw it, but I know you got kids, Joe, so I don't know if that's... saw Frozen and Frozen Two. So you saw them both. Great movies. Okay, you, did you actually like them though? I did. Okay, because that's the thing is, it's one thing to say in front of your kids you like the movie, but it's another thing to actually say. Whether or not you actually like the movie. No, we can be honest. Now, okay. if I didn't like something, like I was telling you about A Wrinkle in Time, yeah. I told my daughter that was not a good movie. Yeah. She thought it was the greatest thing ever, but. You told her straight up, like, hey, that movie yeah, was bad. I didn't like it. No, oh, okay. it wasn't good. So what's your favorite kids movie that you've seen with your kids? Then? Favorite kids movie, uh, Finding Nemo was a little bit before their time, actually. Right. But it would have to be one of my favorites. Uh, probably Frozen. Probably Frozen. Uh, another one was Inside Out. Yeah, it was. Uh, you you know what Inside Out yeah. was about? Okay, I got so. nephews, so that's the only reason why I know gotcha. that. Uh, I was a big fan of Kung Fu Panda. I don't know if you ever saw Kung Fu Panda. I did. I was I was a big fan of that because I like Jack Black and uh, he he was funny in that movie. But uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a few kids movies that it's funny because they are kids movies, but yet adults can enjoy them. Like I enjoyed the Lego Movie. I felt like that was probably a kids movie, but it was enjoyable. It was funny. It I funny think a parts. lot of adults watch the Lego Movie. Yeah, but it's also funny too because say something like Toy Story. If you go to a theater and watch Toy Story, there are like full grown adults like my age. They're watching it because they started as a kid watching Toy Story in 1995 when the first one came out, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of built up from there. So it's the same concept where. A lot of these movies that may be considered kids' movies, adults see because that's what they grew up with. The Harry Potter movies were that way, uh, you know. So some things just kind of carry over into time a little bit. But did you have like a series of movies that you liked growing up as a kid? Star Wars. Star Wars. Okay, yeah. that would have been mine, my top one. Because I told you I had to have a Millennium Falcon as a kid. That's that right. That was the toy that I had to have. That's right. Was it like a big, big one? Like oh, like... it was huge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it probably isn't as big as I thought it was back then, but uh, but no, it was, it was pretty big, I thought. Yeah. Okay. Well, because, I mean, with Star Wars, what was your favorite one of the original, though? Was it Empire? Uh, Return of the Jedi. So you, okay, so you were one that liked Return of the Jedi the most, which is very rare, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of Star Wars fans that have a disdain for Return of the Jedi because of the Ewoks. No, no, I like the Ewoks. Who has anything against the Ewoks? There's a lot of people that hate the Ewoks. They thought that it was just a ploy for George Lucas to sell toys, which it, it, was, it was. But it's like, well, I mean, what do you expect? Because they felt like in the other two first two movies, you didn't have the anything set up that was supposed to be cute and cuddly and fun. It was yeah. more serious and real. Which I'm like, it's still Star Wars, though. So I mean, it's, it's aimed at kids, but yeah, Star Wars. And I feel bad for the kids of this generation having to suffer through that crappy sequel trilogy that disney put out poor and that's not star wars kids that is not star wars i mean even the prequels had their bad moments so it's just it's just funny that star wars if you look at the actual movies that have been good there's only been like two and a half three movies that have been good so do you think the prequels were better than the last three that were just released i do really i do 
And the reason is, Joe, is because both of them have major flaws. I'm not denying that. Major flaws. But to me, the prequels, their flaws was not in the story. It was in the screenplay and the script and too much CGI. Like, the story itself was still Star Wars. Like, I mean, sometimes it got a little boring when you're talking about, you know, politics and all that. But it still felt like a Star Wars movie. Some of these, the, the new the new ones, my goodness, especially The Last Jedi, I didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> I didn't know that, what it was. It was like a, it was like they were trying to be like the Marvel movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy, shoehorned into Star Wars. I mean, we didn't even get to see a lightsaber battle, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, what kind of crap is that? It's Star Wars. You got to have lightsaber battles. Didn't even see that. Now, that's the one I had a problem with. Uh, the last one, though. Um, I always get mixed up on the Rise names, of the Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. I I enjoyed that because it tied everything together, put a nice bow on it, and now you can move on to the next set yeah. of trilogy movies. Yeah, it's but, it's just an, I think the thing that bothered me the most, Joe, was just Luke Skywalker was one of the greatest characters I, I loved as a kid watching the original ones. Yeah. And I was looking so forward to seeing what he was going to be like 30 years later. Oh, well, you saw it. And you saw it, and it was awful. <laughs> that is not that is not Luke Skywalker. That can't be him. That that should never be him. The guy wanted to stay in seclusion. Why does anybody have uh, anything against him? And he wanted to stay to himself, and he did what he had to do to make sure that everybody succeeded. And he took the ultimate fall where... He put his powers out there, and it ended up taking him out. But, but Joe, but Joe, and again, we could spend a whole set of shows on this, but we got time. But, Joe, the thing that I had an issue with is they had Luke Skywalker considering strongly. In fact, so much so, he was about to kill his own nephew, uh, the son of his sister and best friend. Mm-hmm. He was about to kill him because he sensed a little bit of dark side in him. But yet in Return of the Jedi, he goes to his father, the most evil man in the entire galaxy, because he senses some good in him. He sacrifice, puts his life on the line because he senses a little bit of good in his father to go and turn him. But he gets a little bit of a glimpse in his own nephew, and he wants to murder him. That's what that Jedi mind does to you. That's stupid. That is crap. <laughs> that is that does, does not make any sense whatsoever. So... I, I, I get worked up. I guess it is a Trigger Tuesday. You know, I, I haven't really got into that, but that's what something that triggers me is these Star Wars sequels, if you will, that it just it bothers me. And, and if you're out there and you're listening and you enjoyed the movies, fine. That's okay. I'm, oh, I'm sure gonna there's going to be people that have issue with you not enjoying the movies. No, I'm sure there are going to be people. And then there will be people that agree with you. And there's going to be people that are saying, why are you talking about Star Wars? You know what? It's because it, it means something very unique to me. Now, I thought, I honestly thought Disney was going to do a good job with it, Joe. Because they did a good job with the Marvel movies. I enjoyed those. But it just got way out of hand, man. Way out of hand with, uh, with the Star Wars movies. But he, that's why you can always rely on the originals. I guess I don't know if they're making more Star Wars movies or not. Well, think no, they are. They well, the plan is there for them to make but more. It seems but, like they always do, and then they cancel them. So they're kind of going back and forth. But I guarantee you, if you go back and watch those original movies, you're going to find a lot wrong with those as well. Yeah, but not in the ways of like storyline, though. Like not the storyline, but I'm saying it, it's going to be one of those things where you may come away disappointed, where you're like, all right, as a kid, man, I thought this, this, and this, and then. It wasn't as good as what it it seemed as a kid because as a kid you think everything is great. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's the case. 
I did, I, I actually went back and watched them all during uh, I forgot what period of time, and well, I like had plenty of time on my hands. It was it was when they released the the uh, prequels because they kind of wanted to have that build up. Yeah, and they even went back in and and made the CGI made that better to make those movies better which as is well. another dumb thing like like that is the thing george lucas would get in his way all the time like why did you have to go into the old movies and like throw in a, a singing fat guy in return of the jedi how about just a little bit of money but how does that give you money oh it does because now there's intrigue into seeing that once again and you can re-release it for not only the people who grew up watching it and love it and appreciate it so you know they're going to see it again with more little wrinkles here and there, but also the new generation that's coming up, they can see that and they can see those prequels. It just adds to that money altogether. Yeah, I guess so. My biggest thing, though, at least in the prequels, Joe, that I thought there were cool characters. Like, I thought Darth Maul was awesome. See, you did, and a lot of people didn't. No, Dar- Darth Maul was, was but great, I but thought- I'm saying they... For one Darth Maul, there's a they Jar Jar Binks. They can name a bunch of those guys that they didn't like. Right, but my point was is that there was still him. There was Mace Windu, which I thought was awesome. Obi Wan Kenobi was a great character. I like Qui Gon Jinn. Like there were some cool characters, but in the sequels, there was none of that. Like I, don't, I can't even think of a new character I thought was cool or like interesting at all. Really? No, no, none of them. Why? Like they're they're because it was poor writing. Like no, but no one's character got developed at all. Like so, even with the rise of Skywalker, you didn't see character development there. No, I mean because what we got is like you, you know, didn't like Ky- Kylo Ren. You didn't like him. No, because listen, he become like in the first movie, he seemed like a confident guy that was like right under uh, Snoke. Mm-hmm. Then the next movie, he like kills him, and he, he's a baby. He's whining. He smashes his helmet, and then in the final movie, I told he still you, is going back and forth to it's being about good. That Jedi mind it. it but they need a villain. In different ways. They need a villain, and he was he, like they. It was just so weird. I like how we're giving everything away. Also, um, I know there are a lot of people that probably haven't seen the most recent movie, but if they haven't, I guess that's their fault. I'm saving them time and money by telling them to not watch it. <laughs> I, I am helping them. For the out. diehard fans out there, though, they're going to see it regardless. And wow. I like Ray's character. Ugh, the worst. The worst? She was she was all powerful. She had no weakness. What was the point? What was the point? Yeah, what was the point? She's just all powerful. She's everything's given to her. Yeah, and then she's not even a Skywalker. Who yeah. who would know? <laughs> we'll have to spend more time on this on the other side. We're living in unprecedented times. Watney Buick GMC is here to help. Starting immediately. Offers never before seen in the marketplace. 0% interest for 84 months. On 2020 Encore, Envision, Sierra 1500, Acadia, and Terrain. Plus exclusively at Watney Buick GMC. No payments for six months. GMC, we are professional grade. 945-4444. 5700 Landers Road, North Little Rock. WatneyBuickGMC.com. All offers with approved credit. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. 
So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. I'm Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, and you're listening to The Rutledge Report. Are you tired of people stealing taxpayer dollars through Medicaid fraud? Or do you know someone lying to get a Social Security check for services or medications they don't need? Help us stop public corruption and save taxpayer money. At the Attorney General's office, we will do the fighting for you. Call us at 800-482-8982 or visit ArkansasAG.gov. Big Red Stores believes in giving, and we believe in supporting communities where we live and work. And that's why every year in March, we raise funds for Arkansas Children's. Now, we know there are a lot of good causes for you to give to, so we certainly appreciate you helping us out. In fact, so far, with your help over the past few years, we've raised over $700,000 for Arkansas Children's. Donate today at your local Big Red Store, giving whatever you can, and we'll make sure that 100% of your donation goes to Arkansas Children's. If there's not a big red store in your neighborhood, please go find one and donate to Arkansas Children's today. Listen up, Arkansas. Clint Sterner here. Spring is right around the corner, and my friends over at Arkansas Golf and Power Sports are geared up for a fantastic 2020 season. Golf carts, leisure vehicles, commercial and industrial vehicles, a full service shop, a full line of accessories. Arkansas Golf and Power Sports has it all. They have recently undergone a full remodel that will turn your head. So head down to 505 Rector Street in Little Rock or check them out online at arpowersports.com and check out their full lineup. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep store right here in Sherwood. Today, I want to talk to you about how to get the best deal on a new vehicle. It's pretty simple. You come out to Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road and you look for our green tags. Well, why do you want to see a green tag? Well, let me tell you how it works. I check our new car inventory every day. When we have a new vehicle that's been on our lot for over 30 days, I reduce the price below anyone in the market. And you ask, how do I know what the other dealer's prices are? I look on the internet. I study each and every price that any dealer has. Then I price our units below the competition. And I put that price on a green tag on the windshield. Yes, it's a lot of work. The green tags are the best way for me to tell you what are our best deals. There's no haggling, no negotiation. Folks, you're going to get the best deal anywhere in the state right up front. And no one can beat those prices. Please come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road and look for our green tags. Or you can shop us online at FletcherDeals.com. Out of Bounds is sponsored by Ariana's Pizza. Ariana's Pizza is a Little Rock tradition. Surprise your co-workers today and have one delivered. 374-3656. Or better yet, take the office out to lunch and show your appreciation. Ariana's Pizza, downtown Little Rock. Sometimes I feel cold. Three and Out is brought to you by Asher Wrecker Services. Asher Wrecker Service, 501 501- 
562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. All right, it's time for three and out here on Out of Bounds. Got a few stories that uh, we want to get into. Uh, real quick, though, I wanted to bring this one up before I get into my main one. Uh, Liberty University is planning on resuming classes next week, as is. Just like no big like deal. nothing's going on. Like nothing's going on. No big deal. Like, listen, I understand that people want things to go back to normal. I get it. Patience is wearing thin. Frustrations are setting in. There's things that people have to accomplish. We get it. There's people without jobs right now, and it's awful, and it's so unfortunate. And I can't imagine, and I am so thankful and blessed that I have a job that is not having to go through that. I can't imagine what that's like. But you still got to do what's best for the world and for this country to save lives. So the fact that they're continuing on business as normal, or at least planning to, is dumb. It's very dumb. So just uh, don't don't get in that. Don't get into that. So just uh, I thought that was just a really bad move by them. Joe, what do you got? AP awards for college basketball have been announced, and Obi Toppin and Anthony Grant of Dayton, they sweep the awards. And it's a, it's a great accomplishment by those guys. They had a great team that we were looking forward to seeing in the NCAA tournament. Didn't get a chance to see them in that aspect, but it's the first time that they've swept the awards. Uh, St. Joe's did it in 04 with Jameer Nelson and Phil Martelli. Jameer Nelson. Was he St. Joe's, right? I think yes, when he's played St. Joe's. Yeah, St. Joe's, mm-hmm. yeah. It was him, and he, there was another really good player on that uh, that team in St. Joe's. I'm trying to remember. But I also remember that that was the year, Joe, where I thought it was so strange because the two best teams, at least through the most part of the year, St. Joe's and Stanford. And they had Josh Childress yes. on their team. One of the great one of the great teams. I really liked that team, too, because Tiger Woods was always at their games cheering them on, being a Stanford grad. So, fun fact of why I remember Jameer Nelson <laughs> being at St. Joe's during that time. So, uh, that, that's interesting. This is the main one I want to get into because, as we mentioned, uh, I think it was last week, that Rob Gronkowski is signing a deal with the WWE, mm-hmm. which is a surprise to no one. I mean, if there's anybody that's a former athlete that is a perfect mold <laughs> of what the WWE is, it is Rob Gronkowski. He even did a self-promo where it was just him. Yeah. Promoting the events coming up. Yeah. And I, I love Gronkowski. I don't know how most people feel, but he's just a very fun-loving guy. But he also performed. Like, he wasn't a guy that let his off-the-field partying get involved. And that's ones I actually respect the most. Like, we've seen it where you've got some guys that let the partying and the the great life out off the field affect their on-the-field performance. Ends up costing them. Look at Johnny Manziel. But you also see guys that are able to balance them both, and that's what I always love about Rob Gronkowski is when the lights came on, he had work to do, especially playing with the Patriots. But anyways, he's getting into the WWE. Well, there's also somebody else that's not too unfamiliar with the WWE and some of the events going on, and that's Dennis Rodman, which I guess you could make the argument, Joe, that Dennis Rodman, maybe more to an extreme, was another player that never left, let his off-the-court lifestyle affect his on-the-court lifestyle. He performed, for the most part, was very, uh, I guess when he was getting ejected and stuff, that was probably impactful. But you get what I'm saying. He Mm -hmm. still had three championship rings, I believe, played with the Detroit Piston Bad Boys, was a really great player. Anyways, he has challenged Dennis Rodman. He has challenged Rob Gronkowski 
to a wrestling match. Somebody asked me, Dennis, you want to wrestle again? I can tell you a guy I really, I really want to wrestle. That's a Murkowski. I mean, that's what Rob, one of the guys from New England. Murkowski. Yep. Yeah, he talks a lot of shit. I'm 15 years old, and you like 32, 33 years old. Great. You know what I mean? Let's go in and do this. This ain't about me making no money. I said, let's go in and wrestle his ass. Let's go in and do it. Okay, so first off, he doesn't even know his name. He calls him Murkowski. And then they said that guy Rob from the Patriots from New England. And he goes, yeah, him. Okay, so that's funnier than it is. But here's my question for you, Joe. Would you pay money to see Dennis Rodman and Rob Gronkowski wrestle? Oh, man. See, um, when we talked about this earlier, I would watch them now. Now you add in the caveat of paying money. I don't know about all that. Because I believe I would they, love to see them. But if, if this it, wouldn't this be the type of event that they would probably do pay per view for? Oh yeah, absolutely. They're doing that. And you wouldn't you wouldn't purchase? Uh that. no, I'm going to Twin Peaks to watch. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Okay. Well, let me ask you this then: Would it be worth purchasing then? Obviously, you wouldn't because you go to Twin Peaks. But would it be worth buying? For me personally, yeah. no. Okay. I'll watch the highlights. But, as I mentioned, I would like to see this. And then, I like how a guy like Dennis Rodman, he goes, yeah, Gronk, he's about 32, 33. He's not quite there, I don't think. And then he goes, and I'm 50. And actually, Rodman is closer to 60. I'm about to say, he's <laughs> more than 50. Yeah, he, he just rounds everything off. Yeah, and I'm 50. He's 58. He's 58 years He'll old. He'll be 59 here in a couple of months. He's 58 years old. I believe Ron Gronkowski graduated high school the same time I did, so he's about 30, 31 mm-hmm. in that range. My money's on Gronk, personally. But once again, we're talking about wrestling. So. I know. Wrestling, if you will. Yeah, and he said wrestling. Yeah. So Gronk is 30. He'll be 31 here soon. Mm-hmm. So at the time that Gronk is turning 31, Dennis Rodman will be turning 59. Mm-hmm. You know, so, we, advantage Gronk. We we actually asked about what would be your dream matchup for boxing. What would be a dream matchup for wrestling? Like, if you could just see two people wrestle, who, um, would, you who, would, you, who would you pay pay-per-view once again, to see? <laughs> once again, nobody. But if we're talking about a dream matchup. Dream matchup. Um, let's see. It would have to be Andre the Giant. Okay. Got to get somebody with some size that he actually didn't wrestle again uh maybe let's see one of the more recent guys i don't know if oh andre the giant and the rock i guess the rock yeah okay. two of the most popular guys ever yeah because some of these guys the rock like, and hulk hogan never got a chance to wrestle yeah i would say because some of these guys transcended because for instance like the rock and hulk hogan though still did kind of events when hulk hogan was past his prime mm-hmm. and uh, even stone cold steve austin was involved too because i was a big stone cold fan but uh, yeah, I mean that that would be a good one. Andre the Giants probably gets brought up brought up the most, but even just saying Joe like celebrities though it doesn't have to be actual like WWE guys because mm-hmm. Gronk and Rodman. I know Gronk just signed with them, but they're not known for being in the WWE like the other guys were. So who would you want to see like any athletes that you want to see wrestle? Put Shaq in there against and and I'm still going Andre the Giant because you Ooh, got two good. huge guys where you got Shaq Andre the Giant. That'd be good. I'd like to see Charles Barkley and Draymond Green. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With all That's one that may happen. Yeah, with all their beefs there. Although Charles can't move very much. I, I, just from gathering his but <laughs> Shaq now, can at least move a little bit. Would they wrestle? Would they go WWE? Or would they just go celebrity boxing? Would they do that? Because that's something that we've seen a lot here lately. And um, Logan Paul 
He My brought gosh. up. Yeah, he he was talking trash about Antonio Brown the other day. He called him uh, called him scared to sum it up. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Brown, on the other hand, says, "Man, if the money is there, tell him to go ahead and sign that contract and let's do it." But see, that's the thing is I don't like about that is because it's just for money. Like that's all they're doing it for. But if it was guys like Charles and or Shaq and or whatever. They have money. They more just do it for the fun of it, which mm-hmm. I would think would make it a lot more fun. So, I don't know. I can see Johnny Manziel should get in the WWE. Should he? Because why? Because he needs money? Probably. And notoriety. He's got a, he's got a personality. That would be, it's because they need personality. He's got a big personality. I think it would be fitting. He's, okay. He's too, I wouldn't pay for that either. But. No, I wouldn't either because he's too small. He's like 5'10". Like, uh, they can find somebody his size. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Some of the girls that are there wrestling, like, I mean, that would be about the only ones that are probably the same height as him because everybody else is, is pretty big. That's for sure. Great show. Appreciate everybody listening in. Drive Time Sports coming up next on 1037 The Buzz.